Welcome to the show. It's Sunday night. We're taking your calls like we do every single week, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. 614-655-3887 is the number to dial if you want to hear, if you want, we want to hear from you, sorry. Uh, we will be taking calls for the next three hours. There's room in the chat, so jump in while you can. Not sure we'll get to everybody, uh, but we try, and we do pretty good. We don't really hang up on most people, but that's what's going on tonight. Wednesday is our basement show where Brian and I in the basement just talking to each other, bullshit and all that. You can watch the show on live stream. We're on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube regularly. And subscribe to us on Twitch. Watch us on Twitch. We're trying to get the partner uh, designation over there to help us get some more money, I guess. Uh, the stream, the Shock Jock stream helped a lot. So we need to, to push harder this month to, to get us over the hump. Thank you for tuning into the show. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation, and we are here to spread mess across the U.S., and we've been doing it for a very long time. This is our 10th year. 2021 is our 10th year of podcasting. It's been a long journey, and we appreciate all y'all that have helped us get here. You can find us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube for live stream. I think I said that. And we also need some input sorry we need some articles for the quarantine zine uh on december 31st uh we released the activism zine and this month's zine is going to be the quarantine zine so uh, we need just like one or two submissions for that and if you want to write for any of the zines head over to streetfightradio.com and at the top there is a link that says zine submission and you can see all of the topics that we're looking for there in the drop down the Quarantine. Quarantine. It's happening. Quarantine. Oh, how's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> it's been a day. It's been a day. Has it been a day? It's been a day. It's been a day. <laughs> Already going to be dated by tomorrow. Oh, yeah. By the time this link this posts. Bean is going to be a word we're not allowed to say anymore. People will be rolling their eyes about this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But for now, we get to soak it up. For now, we're beaning it up, baby. I just want to say one thing. Okay. It's just one thing. Who eats baked beans as a snack, especially a nine-year-old? That's that's the odd part. You're out of touch. I'm not out of touch. I don't even think people eat baked beans anymore. I have cans and cans of them. And they're beans and like maple syrup. So kids love them because they're sweet. Kids love them. They're baked beans, I guess. I mean, whatever. I just, I was just wondering. It just seemed like a weird snack because my daughter was nine and she would have rather had something else, I think. Yeah, I, uh, beans are, baked beans are good to go. You just got to open the can. That's the biggest problem. Uh, and, and heat them up. Yeah. Yeah. Heat them on the regular. Yeah, we don't eat baked beans. We eat so black good. beans. We're black bean eaters. We eat those too. Yeah, but... You only can pick one bean? The only one bean for me. Only one bean in a Quimby house. The black bean. Yeah. Actually, no, we like all the beans. That was a lie. That was a flat-out fucking bold-faced lie. We like pinto. We like refried. We like Great Northern. Uh, all of them. Mm-hmm. 
You know, all the beans. The chat loves beans too, especially baked beans. They said they're a great snack. No, they're not a good snack, but you know, just that's fine though. I mean, they're a good snack in the same way grabbing a cold hot dog out of the fucking refrigerator and just chomping on it is a good snack. That's not a good snack. I love them. A big ass cheeseburger. I had a I, I referenced big ass cheeseburgers. Yeah, I want them to do big ass cheeseburgers on chopped. Why don't they ever have that as a recipe, uh, an ingredient? What, they have to make one of those taste good? Yeah, that's like one of the ingredients. I've been thinking about how they don't have any vending machine. They should do a whole chopped with vending machine food from people's break rooms. See what, what can be done with it? Yeah, can you can you elevate that motherfucker? I don't think you can. It all tastes bad. What if they have like the big ass company come on and provide them with like the fresh versions of the ingredients? That would be tight if you if we could get hooked up with the big ass company and eat the the uh chef, like the person who comes up with the stuff. Like just private dinner from the big ass <laughs> chef. The taster's menu at the big ass <laughs> chef. Place. at the big ass factory yeah i would do that i would do that i would have that taster's menu um big ass i don't know if does everybody has everybody had a big ass cheeseburger do you think they are cheeseburgers they sell at gas stations and out of vending machines at work yeah you got microwave them fucking things but they they call them big ass and you might think arizona but i think it's ass oh it's ass yeah, they're going for ass. You don't say Big Arizona. Nobody says Big Arizona. You know? There's probably eight people in the chat like, yeah, I fucking love those things. You know, the everybody oh, all the all the street fighters from the group are like that that aren't vegan or vegetarian or like I'll fucking eat a big ass cheeseburger right now. I'll eat ten of them. They'll be like, oh, I actually make a casserole with that. <laughs> I chop it up and mix it up with eggs and milk and cornbread and make a casserole. <laughs> I don't. Ooh, think- those are ugly, man. Those are ugly fucking hamburgers. Yeah, I don't think I've had like a microwave hamburger in 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 three decades. You know, <laughs> I guess the JTM burgers that you get at work cookouts count and i used to eat those i used to love them I, i'd be like those are my favorite i like them more than like real beef cheeseburgers that you have to patty yourself back when i was a kid because yeah. i was like that's close to mcdonald's yeah this is these are angus they have angus patties too mm, i'll bet 60 percent of your daily fat 75 percent of your saturated fat so one meal and it's done yeah half your so only half your sodium for the day though so you're gonna have to eat something to, to make that uh that's unfortunate. Oh, no, Brett. The Citizen app just hit me on my watch, and I have to read you what's happening now, because it concerns you. Eight people fighting at Dave and Buster's at 1554 Polaris Parkway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey. I would have been there. We go there. <laughs> we go on Half Price Wednesdays, too. Oh, it's Sunday. Hey, you shouldn't be at fucking Dave and Buster's, Okay. This is today's a day. People have a lot of pent up frustration. I saw another one that says it said man brandishing gun over mask dispute at BP. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also saw earlier, like 45 minutes ago, somebody got tasered nearby. Just yeah. Ta- I just saw that too. That tasering. came up when I walked in here. Yeah. This is just somebody got tased. I, the citizen app is, first of all, I feel like 
me having the citizen app means I'm going to get my vaccine before a lot of people because uh, it's always giving you vaccine information all day. And I have push note. It's the only app I have push notifications for because I love to see like two blocks away from me. Somebody got stabbed. <laughs> like, oh, two blocks away. Three people were fighting and one of them was brandishing a hatchet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think. So. I mean, my my life is pretty peaceful and quiet. It's 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 amazing to think of what goes on just a couple blocks over. It is weird what's going on like a mile away from your house. Yeah, pretty close, not close, yeah. but pretty damn close. I don't matter where you live. I, maybe if I live, maybe if you lived in the burbs, it wouldn't kick off as much. Like, yeah, you just you and I live too close to downtown where yeah. the thing's gonna just keep going and going and going. But maybe if you moved like out to the exurbs it probably doesn't go off as much right that makes sense. but it might man you know there's probably a lot of mask disputes happening out in the exurbs yeah and also <laughs> it's like being aware of every time someone just brandishes a gun it's like i mean they, they probably weren't going to do anything with it they yeah. were just you know especially when they say knives like I, one of these days you're going to get a thing that says a guy was brandishing a knife and it's just me playing with my knife while i walk <laughs> you know what i Yep. <laughs> in the wrong neighborhood. Guy's playing with the, the, the guy just doing the flip knife thing. And uh, they think he's brandishing. I'm not brandishing this thing. I'm just holding it because I like having a knife. Okay. I get it. I get it. Oh, I love having a knife, dude. Oh, I got a record in the mail yesterday. Got a waffle iron yesterday. Flip that fucking thing right up, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I have to. My neighbor has a knife, so I have to take everything I order over to him. I yeah. kind of, if I had one myself, that would be incredible. Every time I get something out with tape on it, I, I look at my wife and I go, check it out. And Get I her. pull it out, flip it up, and just cut, you know? You should buy a roll of like practice tape. Yeah. To take, put in like the office where you can just tape shit and then just cut it. So I had a way of opening boxes before I had a knife. What was it? Okay, so I would grab it and I would punch both sides as hard as I could and then just pull the tape yep. up and peel That's it. That's how off. warehouse house workers do it. <laughs> That's my method too. I, I do the hug like one side and just cave the head in, like cave it, and then just grab onto that little handy pull strap and rip it right off. Yeah. But yesterday I got the waffle hired out and I did one punch and I was like, wait a minute. Because yeah. it was it had styrofoam. Yeah. The punch yeah. didn't work as well, you know? Yeah. Well, I love having a waffle iron now. It also would be nice those moments when I'm like struggling with tape, when I'm like, Wah! I'm like biting my lip and shaking and it's just stretching and it won't break. It would be nice to be able to like go full knife on it. Yeah, it is. It's it's nice. I, I didn't know I needed a knife. Yeah, I, I mean, we might not really, but. No, I don't. <laughs> but now I have one right. and I love it. I love it. I'm always looking for stuff to cut now. Currently, my hand's bleeding in two separate spots. And I think I did that with my knife. So that's an issue that I have to overcome, you know? But I'm irresponsible with everything. Right. It's not just a knife. It's like I can't own a thing without being irresponsible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm on this new kick now where I want to buy self-sharpening knives. Like that's a new thing I want for my Wait, kitchen. In the you mean when you put it in the case, it has you put the, it in the gimmick and it sharpens the knife. Yeah. Because I gotta tell you the truth, dude. Getting this knife made me realize I don't know how to sharpen a knife. 
No idea. Okay. Don't know what kind of blade I have. Don't know which one of the parts of the sharpener that I'm supposed to use that I bought. And it's just kind of like, okay, well, I want new kitchen knives because mine are all dull and also (laughs) $8. (laughs) i've never had a knife that costs i've never had a kitchen knife that costs more than eight dollars well that's a good way to practice your craft though (laughs) if you can hone those things down to slice tomatoes you know into into little sheets of paper it's never been easy to slice a tomato for me i've never had a tomato that it didn't just you hit it and then the whole fucking thing just kind of it is crazy. I, we bought a, like a Wusthof like a few years, like uh, several years back. We don't have like a whole set, but I just can't believe that pe- some of the knives that people fucking cook with. It's just, just unacceptable. I've been doing and it. Everything is harder. Yeah. For 20 years, I've been doing it. And now I'm like looking into it. But then also these self sharpeners, they come in like 15 set sets of 15 for 200 bucks. And I'm like, can I get like a set of seven? For a hundred bucks, and then I found one, so I might buy it because that seems like a deal to me. Yeah, I don't need a bunch of steak knives. I'm the only yeah. fucking person in my house that makes that eats steak. I hate those. They throw those on for bullshit reasons. Nobody needs them that many. I know. You the- can share one and pass it around, and then fucking <laughs> be done with it. They just want to say they have more yes, pieces. They just want to say it's a thirty-two know? piece set because you got eight fucking steak knives. I already have kitchen Let's- scissors, but I use them to cut pennies in half. So, oh yeah, you you, you dulled them trying to show <laughs> off. Yeah. But also the steak knives, I guess though, like if you want to scare somebody away, if you want to brandage a knife, the steak knife is a scarier knife to hold up because then it looks like you're actually willing to use it. Like if you pull out your fancy pants blade, you know, and do like a little trick, they're like, man, this is this this dude's weak. Yeah, I'm but not- if, you, if you hold up a steak knife, people know you you have a murderous intent. I want to trick out my kitchen now because, like, I really have had the most piss poor kitchens in the history of my life. Like, you open a recipe and you can guarantee fucking tea that, like, I don't have one of the tools in the recipe and I got to try something else. <laughs> like, every time. I don't know who writes these recipes and what kind of kitchens they have. Rich, yeah, I, yeah. Just, I don't do Pinterest, man. They, they under-season. They'll tell you put a half a teaspoon of garlic in any recipe. And then they'll also demand that you have some sort of $80 chef's, what is that called? Some Pampered s- chef shit? Still pat? Yeah. Mad or some <laughs> shit? Toss it in the sous vide machine real quick. Yeah. No, yeah. Silpat you got to have. I do have Silpat. Okay, I was going to say. I, I do have actually two Silpat mat, mats. Yeah, that's uh, if I was trying to put together the broke-ass kitchen, someone recommended it, and this is a knife I did buy too, the Victorinox. They make like a $30 chef's knife. I only I only use one knife when I cook. I really don't have any use for like a deboning knife either. You don't know the other knives? It's all fake. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the one knife, I think. I know. I like having two. Two is good. Seven is not. Seven is too much. I think four of them. One of them scissors, which isn't even a knife. No. And then one of them. Yeah. The other one's a paring knife. You know, one of those pokey things. One of those little devil's pitchfork poker things. They usually try to throw one of those in when you get those. (laughs) I don't need that. I don't. But then again, maybe if I got a recipe that said poke it with that long fork. Yeah. I would be pissed if I didn't have it. You know what else I want? When now? you're entertaining, you can't touch the meat with your bare hand. You have to use that pitchfork. You know what else I want now, too? One of those temperature guns, but for food, not for my head. 
You know, know what I'm saying? Had, I didn't know they had that. Well, they got guns. You just fucking point it at the food and at the meat, and it's like, oh, it's this hot. And you're like, all right, all right. That's for my smoking uh-huh. skills, you know? Yeah. You get the right temperature. Quick read. Thermometers read so slow. Can't believe how slow they are. Makes me crazy to sit and watch a thermometer go up. What but, kind? uh, huh? What kind? The meat thermometers so that like you buy the at the one? store, yeah. like the one with the dial on it. You're yeah. just sitting there like, is it done? I don't even fucking know. The oven's been open so long it's zero degrees in now, you know? But yeah, yeah, I want a good kitchen. I want like all the kitchen tools. I want, I want to roll pasta with my mixer, you know? I want to do all that. Stuff. I don't want to buy a pasta maker. Because I've Googled it several times, and they're very expensive. What pasta maker? <laughs> like a pot, like a thing where you just make the, you just dump everything in it, and it oh, makes pasta? Yeah. I don't got that kind of, I don't have pasta, that kind of pasta maker money. Yeah, you do. You're just talking about wasting on knives. It's 200 bucks? I thought so. No. I think they're like four. I think those things hit 400 bucks, unfortunately. I Googled it. One day, and I said, "Ooh, I don't have that kind of money." But that doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah, that they've went up that much. They didn't go up that much. I think they always been that much. You just didn't buy yours. You got yours for free. Yeah, it was two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, okay. Well, two fifty. But I need the knives more than I need the thing. You know, so that's all. That's all. You know. It's been a, a, a wild day yeah, online. Phillips has one for less than that. I'll show it to you. Well, I might just get... I'm, I might get this roller for my... I have a KitchenAid uh, sound, You are like mixer. the richest rich bitch, dude. Got that for free. I okay. got that KitchenAid for free. My grandma died. I got it. <laughs> so, I guess it cost me my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I have a KitchenAid mixer that cost me one grandmother. Okay. I don't know. It's just funny to think somebody like celebrating that they have yeah, something because somebody died. I would have traded in for more. I would have traded my grandma for a car, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I didn't talk to my grandma very much there near the end, you know? And pretty much uh, 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 abandoned all of them, really, if we're being totally honest here. So you made out. Did you get an old one? Did you get like the 60s one? It is an old one, but it's the same one that everybody else has. No, it's not. They, they, they Like every good thing, they degraded in quality during the 90s and 2000s. Well, then it's better than the one everybody else has. Right. See, I thought you were saying the old one would be shitty, and I was being defensive about it. I've only seen, I don't know for sure. I have a newer one, but I've only heard people complain that the new ones ain't built the same. Yeah, yeah. So the other things I, I you know, I, I'm going to get to before we do this is the, the, the vaccine's a mess now. It's just a certified mess. It's so frustrating mm-hmm. to watch. Just give them to people. Just do a lottery. They used to do a lottery all the time to send people to war. Yeah. Just do the lottery. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I think really all you had to do was just tell people where to get them and they'll wait in line for days. Dude. And here's the thing. But here's not the thing. always. I said this earlier today. I thought they would botch it by giving them all to rich people. That's what I thought they were going to do. That's how they were going to botch it. 
But if I'm being totally honest here, giving them all to rich people would be better than what they're doing with them now. <laughs> like, at some point, we have to give them to the rich people. But now they're just letting them expire before they even give them to anybody. It's madness what's happening. Yeah, Trillbilly's Trillbilly's covered it pretty good. And they talked about some stuff that I didn't really know. Like, Andrew Cuomo got... Uh, offended that like the community vaccine people were going to work on were the ones in charge and he was like no the state of new york's in charge and i'm in charge of the state of new york and then completely fucked it up he just botched it yeah, yeah. just like everybody else was like okay we're gonna get this amount we have this network we have this list of people that we can give them to and then he was like nope this is my job Governors are and our also, dumbest humans. That's also, the other thing. The same thing with like uh, they're offering to teachers. Like the teachers will get eight hundred of them, but only three hundred teachers will sign up to get it because they're like don't trust it and shit. Yeah, I, I find it. I I it should be a anybody. Just give them to people now. At this we point, just give them do, to everybody. We need to be honest with ourselves in America. We can't do this any th- way that makes sense. We can't do this with any sort of. With any sort of efficiency, just however you get one, you get one. It's, yeah. it's, it's America. It's like an just egg. Just make dr- enough. They're just going to throw them in a big pile and fight your way to the middle. <laughs> just make enough, baby. Just make enough for everybody and just say they're at CVS today. You know what I mean? And then we'll go roll in there and we'll wait outside and we'll get into fights with each other trying <laughs> to get through the line. And that's just the way it's going to be. That's, that's the way we do things big here. American family. People will be tasing each other and stabbing each other at the Walgreens parking lot. But you know what? We'll get them. And we'll get that Somebody, vaccine. Yeah. yeah. It just is... When I'm hearing about these things expiring, it blows my fucking mind. That... Especially like... I And, and I, I was just gonna say this it's like the governors are the weirdest motherfuckers in the end like they're the weirdest they're weird it's like the only way we can make this fucking weirder and stupider is to let city council do it you know city council is at least accountable to me yeah that's true city council we can get our hands on these overlords are just who who are they mike dewine is signing bills making people have funerals for fetuses Instead of making sure that we get the vaccine, he's busy yes. with other stuff. Just and all oh, the libs love him. Oh, libs love Mike DeWine. LL Mike DeWine. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, I don't say I love him, but uh sure. I mean he seemed to have he seemed to take it seriously at the beginning, but he, he, he squandered all of that good faith that he had. <laughs> he got pressured by all the crazies too. Like he was more than willing to not stand up for public health. And let Amy Acton get ran out of town um, while a bunch of lunatics pressured him into saying, let's keep the let's keep Ohio running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's just like, I don't know, fucking give them to old people. And then old people are like, we don't want them. And it's like, then they're going to expire. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. We don't have anything else. We just the plan was this. These have to go to these people on the paper. Brett, I would fucking set up a tent. And sleep outside of a Walgreens to get this vaccine. Like it was right a damn now. Xbox or something? Yes. I would. I fucking Everybody would, dude. would. Everybody would. In the winter. I would take days off of work to do it. I you think know? Every, I mean, everybody would. I mean, the the ex- expiring was also something I had no idea was even possible. Yes. I, I thought 
I thought there was going to be some fuckery. I knew that people were going to pay to jump the line. I did not think we would throw, but they throw food. They put throw perfectly good food out. So, yeah. you know, this is me tricking myself. This is me deluding myself and thinking that there's anything here. There's there's something more than there's something more, more than to us. This. Yeah, yeah. Like there's more that that there's pe- there's a system in place that's doing something. They're not. I'm, it's like shit just fumbles through their fingers until it crashes to the ground next to me. I would make you get a Zoom recorder and sit next to me in line so we could do shows while we waited weeks in line for the vaccine. <laughs> Fucking, Brett's got all this REI camping gear. Fucking, I'm getting the vaccine. You know, they could have a take a number thing. Yeah. One of those red circle things. And I could just go to a place and pull it and be like, oh, fuck. You know, they're on number one thousand, one hundred thousand, one hundred twelve. I'm one hundred thousand, one hundred fifty. I should fucking get my ass to the vaccination shed, which I think is where they're doing them now and sheds <laughs> outside. Like my my uh, urgent care by my house built a shed in their parking lot. And I think that's to give the vaccine. <laughs> To people <laughs> sit in, come sit. It's like when they, when people build those little like shacks for Santa Claus in their yard or like for a demon during Halloween. It's like a she shed. It's yeah. It's like a, just a little nice house. It's like a, like a little nice clubhouse. And it's like, yeah, you know, you just go to the vaccine shed and you come out and you're vaccinated. So yeah, that's also another one of those weird things that came out of this is that people think that if you build a structure in a place that was outdoors before <laughs> it's still outdoors now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like all the cloth like the whole zoning for outdoors was set in place in 20 you know 2019 you know december 31st and Everything that you make outside of that is just still outdoors. If you go buy like a fucking uh, a canvas uh, tent and make a room out of it, then that's indoor. That's outdoors now. It's outdoors. That's a, yeah. We're outdoors now. What are you? What are you doing here? But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I I want the fucking thing. I'm I'm hoping that at some point they figure it out where they can just get it to people instead of get it to people that want it and then let a bunch of people that want it get it i know that the government's really against giving people what they want yeah it's generally they don't like to do that but get it to people who want it and then maybe the people who are nervous about it or don't want it will then want it when people like us get you know what i got oh, like you're, me you're like i can use my celebrity influence no 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 no. we no. have a lot of anarchists that don't trust the government that's not what i'm, I'm saying using my influence to let them know it's a-okay i'm not saying that i'm saying that when i when 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 i have some i know that when somebody has something that i don't have it makes me fucking crazy and i need it you know ps5 apple watch knife yeah uh, just things like that and I think that once a bunch of normal people just go and get the fucking thing, those nurses that aren't getting it now are going to be like, fuck, I should have got that thing. I wouldn't mind having that thing. There's just a FOMO. Just, yeah, they should just, there should be a news report that says coronavirus vaccine sells for $300,000 on eBay. Yes. And then people would be like, what? It's worth that much? Yeah. Well, put it on StockX. Put it on StockX and see what they can get. And then that would, that will foment some interest yeah yeah 
Um, I mean, people will get it when other people get it. That's what I'm saying. I think my way to do it is what you do is you build gigantic walls around all of the cities and you provide cards to everybody that's vaccinated and anybody that can't come in. You keep them outside the walls. I feel that way too. And I then do feel you give that everybody soma, and you take over birth, and you know the phone. The no app. more families anymore. We just do full like luxury communism. Break down the full everything. The 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 I'm vaccinated app idea that I've heard about. If they did that, everybody would get the vaccine. You know, if you couldn't go to a concert unless you had the no. vaccination app. Everybody would go get. I get. Br- I bet Brantley Gilbert wouldn't enforce it. He'd have to. Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Ticketmaster's talking about doing that anyway. When shit comes back, you have to. You have to be vaccinated to go to shit. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I did see that rollout. You're right. I saw the. They were said you had to either present a valid test or a, yeah a vaccination card. Yeah. Let's see Brantley fucking Gilbert. Uh, uh, work without Ticketmaster. I know a little band that tried that one time called Pearl Jam. And how did it work out for them? Hey, I tell you what. Wait till Parlor Tickets comes. Comes. <laughs> parlor Tickets. Parlor Live Events. <laughs> Freedom Events for All. <laughs> Let's take some calls. Parlor <laughs> Tickets. <laughs> I get. You, you, okay, let's wait real quick. Just apps that you. I, the only app I have notifications on is Parlor, <laughs> and it's for everybody I follow, and I probably get 100 a day from, like, Mark Levine, like, okay, now this is going to blow up in their faces. <laughs> I'm glad you're you're paying attention to it. I, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, hi, er- am I on? You're on. on. It's you. Oh, rad. I think there's are a we beep. The first call. Damn. You is are there, the first call. Yeah, yeah. It, it's we, a beep. heard it. Yeah, okay. <sighs> That's cool. Thanks. Um, hi. Uh, I don't even know how this usually goes. I'm freaking out. <laughs> oh, um, it's fine. You just, you were yeah, calling in uh, about the uh, the Walmart video, right? Oh, wait, there's a Walmart yeah, video? Calling about the Walmart thing. Um, w- I mean, we got distracted by all your kitchen talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What do you think is you, the what's you like? You definitely can get a optimator for under two hundred dollars. By the way, yeah, um, yeah, you can yeah. get a hand crank one for eighty bucks. Yeah, yeah, but hand and crank isn't the pasta, same. I mean, it's pretty so, good. Uh, I don't. You'll save a lot of money, and then you can buy a more expensive pasta maker over time. No, that's a good idea. But do you, but, you, uh, you you have a hand crank, don't you, Brian? I I broke two of them over like three months, so. <laughs> I'm moving towards uh, 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 the KitchenAid one, thinking it's more durable. Because you know how I think. More expensive equals more durable. <laughs> I mean, that is a thing. But also, my dad has broken a KitchenAid pasta maker. Uh, like, what what Brett was saying. So, yeah. Uh, we, we, we called in to talk about the Walmart thing. But, uh, in short, KitchenAid used to be owned by Hobart, the people who make like the fucking industrial bread mixer shits. Um, and they split it off and they've like, they've done what they've done with like every other brand, like, uh, like Carhartt and like fucking Red Wings or whatever. Uh, they like basically make money on you knowing the brand, but like dump the, like the quality control and the quality of the goods 
Ah. So like Red Wings, most of them aren't made in America anymore and aren't made Union, but like mine are. If you know what to buy, you can get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Levi's, yeah, and Levi's did the same. Levi's yeah. made all their I stuff know. here and then sold all the looms, and then you know, like, oh, but we still make like good yeah, ones. You just they're just a hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, we called in because uh, so like I currently work for the post office, but I used to be like a paid union organizer. And I'm here with my friend, Lindsay, who is currently a paid union organizer. Uh, and we watched your uh, like the, the Walmart anti-union video thing. Uh, and like it's it's like textbook. Um, but like there, there are just like a couple things about it that are like absolutely ridiculous. You know, um, yeah, like, for instance, like the the idea of like the 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 open door policy going away, like uh, any union rep, any like steward, anyone who's been in a union will like tell you if you have a problem at work. Usually the first step is like, go talk to management and be like, well, this seems like bullshit. Do, do you want to waste time taking this to like arbitration or like? going to various steps in a grievance procedure or do we just solve this now? Right. Like, so you're saying the door becomes uh, more open. Like, yes, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, union's good. Big surprise. But like, uh, yeah, like it's, it's crazy how they like do that kind of shit. It means you Um, can go into the office and say what you want without fear of getting in trouble for, you know, expressing yourself or or telling how you feel at work. Why can't I, I want to say that I can't even, imagine like a workplace where you're not allowed to go talk to your boss. Like I, I can't envision a, like their, their vision of this is that I go to somebody else, <laughs> like my shop steward and talk to your manager. Angela is sitting there crying as you turn your back <laughs> away from her to go talk to Michael, your union steward. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unions, what it, what that does though the reason they do that is because they think they, they they want you to believe that unions build in inefficiencies yeah and, and I, I think that's the fucking problem and you can't use your own stick stick to itiveness and guile to get ahead if you know like if you're if you're in the same boat with everybody else they're going to treat us like shit but if i'm on my own i can go to hr hr and my boss and advocate for myself without you know having to bring along the rest of the dummies i work with yeah yeah absolutely well, yeah, I mean, so the whole thing is they're going to dangle all of these carrots in front of you. Oh, man, you know, we never cared about how much money's in your pocket, but now we're going to talk to you about union dues, and then you're going to pay fees, fines, assessments, all these scary things. Like, you're just going to be broke out of money, you know, even though we don't pay you enough to live anyways. But really, it's about power. With a union, you can stand up to the boss and be like, yeah, I have a problem. You messed up my schedule. We're going to fix that, and you can't come at me about it. I think I, I think I, my my favorite little piece of that video, like favorite saying that it's bad, the, 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 the argument that I think maybe people that work at Walmart might find more compe- most compelling would be that unions are picketing and telling people not to shop there. Therefore, they're trying to take down the business that you work at. And that like rallies the troops around the company. And uh, I think that that's the one 
that could use the pushback because I, I I think that like a lot of people that's the thing they believe they believe that the unions are are uh, uh, the companies close because of unions not companies close because of companies and our union companies close to get out of having a union for one yeah, is totally. like a lot of that is a lot of the reason but they're able to use that because I mean I've had that argument parroted back to me like, why would I want to be in a union if they're telling people not to shop at, at Target? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. You're asking the wrong guy. But I, they're I, saying I, don't shop at Target until they treat you correctly. Yeah. They're saying until you get paid more and more benefits, they don't want people to shop there. Yes. Yes. That's that's actually right. perfect. I mean, yeah. I, th- I think, like, the the way that I would handle that if I was, like, confronted with it would be to, like, do exactly what Brett's talking about and like sort of turn that back around at the person and be like, well, would you tell someone like that they should buy from a company that treats you like this? Right. Um, but it, it's interesting that you bring up the, the target anti-union video. Cause that's actually why I wanted to call in just the, like a little tidbit about that video in particular. Not sure if it's true for the Walmart one as well. But the Target anti-union video, the people who, uh, like, play the Target, like, uh, workers in it are SAG members. Oh, So they my are God. fucking Screen Actors Guild union members. What? <laughs> and, like, yeah. Yeah. You don't you guys, you guys can't throw well, batteries at them or something? This is what the unions have changed. You got to be able to, like... God damn, you got to be able to threaten somebody that does something like that. Isn't that, isn't that scabbing? It, it feels like scabbing to me. I mean, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's scabbing. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it feels like scabbing and it like acts like scabbing, then get my, you know, yeah. might as well be. Get my scabby um, the rat inflatable. Like, We're going to put it up in somebody's front yard. Well, SAG's got a lot of problems, actually. <laughs> I've, I've heard from other people. But, I mean, there's, I mean, every organization has a lot of problems though and and contradictions yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah like a and like, i mean i know you you have like other callers and shit to talk to so i'm not gonna like take up all your time about it but like we could go into all the problems with like the modern american labor movement and why it's still like the best fucking thing we got uh but it would take hours sure <laughs> yeah and and i mean i like what i try to do because I understand, like, even your position and 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 in that, in that, like, I'm not going to sit around here and badmouth the unions. This show is pro union. You know what I mean? I'm not. This, go fucking listen to somebody else that wants to bring up the 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 problems with the labor unions. We're here to highlight the positives. We're not a fair and balanced show. <laughs> Is 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 the way that I always think about that. Like I know that there are issues. I have issues personally with some of the labor unions and the ways that they do things. But I also, I mean, I fully one hundred. I'm behind them. I one hundred percent support them. Yeah, any union is better than no union. 
Exactly. Exactly. Unless it's a street fight union where our employees unionize against us, then that's a no union. Okay, even then, even then, this <laughs> is the call of the street fight employees. <laughs> oh, no. So few of them, they could easily they get so that important. signed. Yeah, they could get the union they card the- signed pretty quick. <laughs> I would be yeah, pressuring my yeah, wife. I mean- Illegally pressuring my wife. <laughs> Don't sign that fucking card. They got your information. You know, I would just, you yeah. know. I mean, you you're joking, but like, you you would be surprised. Like, uh, there are a bunch of unions out there that have like where the staff are unionized, and a lot of the time, like the union like presidents and executive officers will like put up like anti-union campaigns against their staff. Um. It's like a fucked up thing. Um, and like, as someone who has been a union staffer, like, union staffers need unions. They're like overworked to the point where like you can't really do the kind of job you want to be able to do and like build the union you want to be able to build. Yeah, it's the same as, yeah, it's the, it's the same as that nonprofit thing where it's like, We've had multiple callers over the years call in and say they worked for nonprofits. They tried to unionize and they were not down. The the, the nonprofit was not down oh, yeah. to do that and yeah. treated them like, you know, they make minimum wage. They don't have any benefits. And that's the kind of thing where sometimes these organizations also just prey on you because of your strong beliefs in the mission. You know, there's not a lot of people going to work at a union that don't really believe in the union, you know? It's not a glamorous job. It's not a glamorous job anywhere except for like in a specific little online left portion of (laughs) Twitter. You know, you're not going to get too much out of it. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing they do to like uh, teachers and nurses, right? Like, uh, don't you care about the students or the patients? Like, how could you, you know, try and get a day off or, you know, God forbid, put food on your table? Yes, yes, I, I I have heard him do that to teachers. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, it was a good call. Yeah, I appreciate it's it. Good to hear from you guys, from you yeah. too. Have a good night. Thanks. Yeah, that, thanks for taking us. Good night. We got a good night. We got to we got to do the Walmart video. We got to do the Target video, I guess. Too. I'm gonna hold on to it for a while, uh, because you never know. You know, when we might need content. Okay. And, you know, if nothing happens during the week sometimes, or if my brain isn't working. I got up during that call to, I, are, I'm i going to ask you this on the air because I'm crazy. Is, is yours fuzzy and yeah. buzzy? Okay, yep. good, 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 good. I was just making sure mine wasn't the only one that was fuzzy and buzzy. It's so annoying. It's really? so bad. I it, like it. It bugs the shit out of me. I have, um, I could like, I wish there was like a TV just running static, like in the corner at a very low volume. That is what it sounds like. <laughs> That's, That's what exactly I, I what it sounds like. <laughs> it keeps me focused. Maybe I should do this during the day. I'm going to have to figure out if this could be some sort of white noise situation might help me out. Yeah. But it does. It keeps me kind of focused. It keeps me like, I, just I'm constantly hearing the sound. Yeah, there's something letting signal in. I don't yeah. know what it is. Something's wrong with the signal today. <laughs> I don't know. It, well, it's been like this for weeks. It's just it, today no, it really irritated new. me. No, I noticed it for the first time today. 
It's mine's been like this since I, I I was bitching about it during the Shock Jock Super Stream. Okay, so well, congratulations. Take another call. Thanks yeah, for... I'm just you know you know I'm gonna be fucking one of the first to complain about That's something. That's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> I... Like I'm a trendsetter in the in the area of complaining. Uh, well, yeah, I noticed it was wrong before you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was complaining about this as soon as it came out. Really, you know, but everything works now so yeah. i'm not complaining as much i just I, I, like i said it sounds good to me i'm feeling lulled i feel like my brain is on just like a little low hum of just yeah. it's like floating in some melatonin right now yeah I, I i i'm probably going to go buy a new adapter a new splitter and a new uh uh cord this week before Wednesday, because it'll make me crazy if I have to. We have that stuff. Anymore. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. We've tried it, though. Me and Jason tried it. Tried what? To fix it. This sound? During the super stream. Yes. We tried to fix it. I would have to be plugged directly into the <laughs> focus right. This is fascinating. I would have to be d- plugged directly into that adapter on the focus right not to have the sound. Seems new to me. Well, that's because you pay less attention than I do. Okay. Of, of things to complain about, not pay less attention to the show. You're thanks, just a relaxed guy. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Brandon. What's up, Brandon? What's going uh, on tonight? Oh, um, not much. I'm fighting off uh, an Olympic level hangover and staying Ooh. up late so I can talk to you guys. Gotta <laughs> get up early for work in the morning. Well, don't do that. That's a, my wife is probably doing that right now. She had the whole week off. Holy moly, when you have the week off, when my wife has the week off, not me. I didn't have the week off. I worked every day last week. I booked myself. I've just done it for the past two or three weeks. Like, heavy booked myself, you know? But, like, uh, uh, no idea what day it was any day. Not a single day. I I ought not go in. My work is not taking COVID seriously, and it is just wrecking shit this week. We got five positives this week. What do you? Oh yeah. What do you do about that? Though, like, what, do you work indoors? Yeah. Um. We all have our own workstations. You know, I, I'm a, a welder and machinist, and so like we're fairly far apart, but we do have to interact with each other somewhat. And I don't know. Do you? Did you get? I don't know what ha- you do about it? You know what I would do if I were you? And this is just me. Uh, uh I would go get an antibody test. Because you know th- that's the thing I've 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 thought about is like a lot of people who work at grocery stores and places like that, you know, or like somebody like you who works at a place where there's five COVID, where there's five confirmed cases, and probably there were more before this that you might have already had it and didn't know and were not well, our, our symptomatic. Area only recently, really get started getting hammered. So ah, okay, knows. okay, but uh. Yeah, I called in. I called in on a, the recommendation of a buddy of mine uh, because y'all been talking about scams and stealing a lot. So I figured I'd fill y'all in on some of the American dream shit that me and my buddies did a while back. That's nice. This nine years. Yeah, we've been talking about scams for nine years. Yeah, my um, only Google alert that's well, set up is scams. <laughs> Mine is too. I have one from like 2010 as well. <laughs> so what's up? What, what, what? Let's hear some here. Okay, well, in general, like, you know, me and my buddies always did, the, you know, like a lot of the small-time scams, stealing a little bit here and there, doing what you got to do to get by. But uh, a buddy of mine, and I got to be a little bit vague because he's weird about it, and it wasn't really illegal, but it was kind of sketchy. It was kind of real fucking sketchy. 
but a buddy of mine kind of sort of ripped off a casino for probably like half to three quarters of a million dollars. All right. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, they used to do like these promotional things and it was like this whole network. There was a whole, like he had buddies above him and you know, he looks super, super square, but he got a bunch of the punk kids in our town in on it. And so like we were low level, we couldn't get as involved just cause everybody fucking looked weird and you know, like face tattoos <laughs> yeah. and whatnot dreads. Um, but he looked super square. So he, he, he would, they would send out this promo stuff. You had to do like jump through all these loopholes and, and like not loopholes, but you know, like get yourself on the high roller list. That, that was what it was. Uh-huh. So they cranked out like all the math on how to get onto the high roller list without with losing the least money statistically. And then the casino starts sending you all this free play. Like maybe oh. one day it's a 50 bucks. One day it's a hundred bucks, but it's just to get you in the door, you know? Right. But what you can do is if you have, like my buddy would get five or six people in with him, like not with him physically, but he'd get them all on the high roller list, get their credit, which was a kind of a sketchy thing. They didn't want you using other people's free play, but he'd go to the casino with five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars worth of free play. And all you got to do, if, if you got $500 worth of play, all you had to do was break even, but you had to make $500 worth of bets and then you could cash out on it. Right. So this, this dude, man, he never told me the amount of money he made, but I pieced together enough that that dude probably made a half a million dollars in like two years. <laughs> Off of using other people's promo play or using promo play money. Uh, Cause like I've been, a, I've only played, I've played online and I never take the promo money because they make you bet your money like 10 times over before you can ever fucking get it back. Oh really? Yeah, they'll give well, you a this was, they'll give you a free hundred dollars, but you can't cash out to your you've bet five hundred. Oh, uh, in person is different. Yeah, yeah, in person would be a different thing. In person, ripping yeah, off a um, casino is because a lot of us couldn't go, and we were letting him use our name and information and stuff. You know, if he made you know. If if I gave him a hundred dollars worth of free play, like he goes and does all the legwork and just uses my name, he gives me twenty bucks. But it usually meant I got eight hundred or a thousand dollars a month, and you know I was on unemployment and working under the table at the time too. So like so, the only way I was able to get ahead in life in America was like running like I guess one big scam, working under the table and collecting unemployment. So I'm kind of getting the network together here. So he's using players cards. He he's been he's using everybody he knows information to get them to sign up for a players yeah, card yeah, yeah, yeah. so that he can roll up to the casino, you know, play $20 a day until they hit this million the this this uh promotional value and then he gets all the money he invested in their players card back. Right. Uh, sort of. I'm not, I don't want to get too. Well, he sure. never even told me super specifically exactly how it worked. But yeah, you're, you're basically right. You have to like, bet your way into um, the players club. And then once you're there, it's free money. Well, they uh, what he did was he gave me a thousand bucks, sent me into the casino and said, bet this way. No matter what happens, if you lose a thousand dollars, it doesn't matter. If you lose all your money, come back to me. I'll give you more because more often than not, you broke even. Sometimes you came out ahead, you know. Um, 
But all that really mattered was you had to make like 50 grand worth of bets. So you just bet that same money over and over and over again and tried to break even. And then once you made X amount of bets, you were considered a high roller and your card got upgraded and you got all this like free promo stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes we sense. We used to get like free, free hotel suites and like buffets and like, you know, if, if you went to the casino, you were comped everything because you were a high roller. And I'm like a fucking scumbag. So I roll in and I'm like, I'm getting these like huge hotel suites for like $30 a night and free <laughs> food and everything. It was, it was kind of, it was baller. They sign you up here, right? Like you can't uh, uh, make multiple players cards here. I guess you, you need can, people. Yeah. You need people. You, need you people. would still need to, you would still need people because I tried to get $5 a couple times and, and they were like, because it's $5 sign up here. bonus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to get the sign up bonus a second time and they're like, buddy, you already did this. We know already. You put your name in or something like that. I don't know even how I did it. Yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, or it's twenty dollars sign up bonus, and uh, I thought that was a lot of money at the time, and then I lost it all in four minutes. Yeah, which is how I do at a casino. But uh, um, that is a good scam, dude. I I uh, uh I'm gonna go see if my wa- well, no, my wife already signed up for one. Brett, you got your wife. You could get a player's card. Pretty sure she signed up. When the vaccine hit, we'll get Jason. He probably hadn't signed up yet. That'll be, uh, uh, yeah, he's not. He, Jason's not a casino guy. He's not a, well, yeah, he is. I don't know why I said that. He used to go all the time. Well, thanks for calling in, Brandon. It was uh, 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 That is a good yeah. scam. I will do that. <laughs> Well, it, 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 it takes a lot of money and an organization, but if you can make it work, like they ended up getting caught. And even though they weren't doing anything illegal, so, some people did go to jail and have to like fight some charges and stuff. But yeah. Only after like a group of people probably got millions of dollars out of them. Like this dude bought his house in, in cash when he bought a house. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. That's well, nice. I mean, yeah. They will. Some people got to go to jail uh, for that. You know? Yeah. Some people got to go to jail. One guy gets a house. Some people go to jail. That's just the way things work sometimes. Some people just get a free hotel room or 30 bucks. People just, <laughs> nobody got convicted. Just, just a few people spent, you know, the weekend in jail. Detained. Yeah. Detained, not arrested. <laughs> yeah. Well, no arrested, just not charged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah, of course. Y'all have a good night, man. You too. That is good. That is uh, uh, that is a good scam, I think. Yeah. You um, know, uh, I mean. Do, not for everybody. Like he said, probably requires an incredible lot of losable money up front. Yeah. Uh, but also, I believe it because the amount of people that go to casinos that think they're going to rip them off, like somebody does figure out how somebody beat the lottery, you know, eventually people beat the lottery and then they shut them down and then, you know, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I would feel very comfortable pulling that scam with a sports book more than I would like games of chance at the casino. You know, yeah. But sports books are also a game of chance, but they feel less like a game of chance. Right. You know, right. Like it feels like you can know what's gonna 
happen. I'm already like, I want to bet yeah. on the Royal Rumble this year. And I get like this every year. But uh, yeah, I would say my advice is don't ever think you're going to win anything from the casino because you don't. Nobody actually does win that stuff. There's no way to rip them off. So please don't take that advice as anything that uh, is a surefire thing that you can just do. Yeah. And also, I mean, what? You, you have to spend fucking $20,000 on bet. You lose $20,000, then you start getting $100 a day from the casino. I mean, when does that pay off? Probably in a very long time, yeah. I would guess. So you're you're about right. All right. Let's uh, get this next call in. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Happy New Year, guys. This is Labor Lifts. How hey. Doing? How's it going, Labor Lifts? You t- we haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I uh, called in with some good news, but uh, first I got to set the record straight on some Twitter shit. What? Bean Dan? Uh, Are you going to tell me that I'm wrong about how how much I I love Bean Dan? (laughs) You're you're not wrong about Bean Dad, but I did see him play live once uh, here in Orlando. Okay. How, how was uh, he was opening for some other band that I went to see, and uh, yeah, he was fine. He was good enough that I wrote down one of the songs to look it up, but not good called- enough that I uh, listened to anything other than that one song. Flagpole Sitter? That was a real big one in the 90s. It was uh, something about like not moving to Portland. I forget the name uh, of the song. Did you, Brian, did you know that Bean Dad was in the touring group for Harvey, Harvey Danger? No, I didn't know Bean Dad was in Harvey Danger. Yes. The okay. touring the touring iteration. The, the touring group. Damn. Bean Dad was famous. Bean Dad gets around. I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid that all the people are trying to get that song's get got beans. some lyrics in it. That song's got some lyrics in it that makes me think Bean Dad would align with it, I think. Well he, The uh the Twitter thing I wanted to sort out was uh Kumail Nanjiani's jaw oh i love it um i want that regimen i want the kumail <laughs> regimen I, i'm whatever how much money do i have to get i have to get millions what do i have to get to get that so he just to do what he did in the time frame he did he was probably on some steroids or some Ooh. hgh but people keep talking about his jaw and there is no amount of steroids or anything like that that's going to change the shape of your jaw he had like a squarish face to begin with and he lost some weight that that's all it was that's why his jaw looks wild he just lost some weight (laughs) okay well yeah i want to do steroids and then shave my beard and everybody's gonna be like what the fuck yeah 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 they'll they'll say you got some steroid jaw which is uh not a thing i mean there are some wrestlers that have weird jaws though that I always just assume with steroids, you know, I can't name one right now, but I've seen it happen where it's like, he just, they, they, their face looks like totally different, but I guess I believe labor lifts because he lifts and I don't know if you do steroids or not, but, uh, I don't look down on people that do. I actually think they're very cool. So, and I do assume I'm not on any sort of steroids things. I, I haven't been in the past, but, uh, wrestlers they do a lot of work on their necks so that they don't hurt themselves on all those falls and that could that could definitely affect uh the way your jaw looks okay okay yeah i i mean i i never know i don't i don't know what steroids do i just assume they make you look better 
a hundred percent better. Do. Oh yeah, they do. And that's what that's why the jaw thing. I was like, that's not a bad looking jaw kumail. Uh, steroids probably. His nose got all big and shit too, like real aggressive. Like he just looks, he looks amazing. Yeah, I think that every, I think I would, I would take that instead of the coronavirus vaccine. Actually, I would like one of those. You regimen. want a steroid regimen? <laughs> yeah, I want HGH instead. Okay, <laughs> I'll trade mine. Yeah, I'll, two I'll take vaccines a, and one steroid injection. Yeah, it's like when you agree to take a later shipping date for a digital download. Like I'll just do steroids instead and stay inside to do selfies. <laughs> that is I, I i think yeah i i'll i'm a i'm a vaccine guy yeah, i'd rather I, have I the vaccine Camille stuff to uh just weight loss really okay i don't know yeah someone pointed out in the chat barry bonds looked completely different by the end yeah yeah a lot of guys looked very fucking different uh, once they started doing steroids, that's why I I just assumed that uh, Kumail's face just looked the way it did because of steroids. I mean, so, I think that's the thing. It's like yeah, and, they and changed I don't want to rant about it for too long. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, another thing too is uh, a lot of guys start taking pictures of their physique in good lighting around the same time they start taking steroids, and lighting can just wildly change the way you look like 30 percent of bodybuilding is just getting pictures under good lighting that's true that's true and that's why they grease themselves up i've heard that's not actually what i heard but i don't I think d- you're going to be able to light my stomach in a way that shows little divots on it unless they're there though but if you got a good <laughs> pump in before that's what i also heard is that like a lot of these dudes when they take pictures they get a pump in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They they get a pump in before they yeah. act. You know, like like Chris like Thor gets a pump in, a heavy pump in before he he fucking goes out there and does his like little three minutes of acting and then he goes and sits back down, you I, know? I'm stupid and hot. Absolutely. <laughs> and you can work out in a particular way to get more significant pumps. Yeah. You work out just for a pump. Uh, your pumps start getting bigger, and uh, that can make a huge difference too. See, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start getting a quick pump in before we start podcasting. Smart idea. You know, just so people see my veins and like yeah. that kind of thing. You know. Yeah, I started chewing gum to like make all my face muscles tighter and shit and bigger and just huge. Yes. Yeah. That's like getting a pump in on your face. Oh, shit. Have you seen that Jawther size? I love thing? it. Yeah, that video is amazing. It's just like a big <laughs> Kong for people, and they're just going. <laughs> they're just like biting furiously at a rubber ball to make their face look younger. And I want one. I really want one. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, the enthusiasm <laughs> is uh, the enthusiasm for chewing on a ball. But I haven't tried it. Yeah, I'm trying. I mean. What are you going to do? You should just give it a shot and see, dude. Maybe it'll make eating food better and easier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see what happens. Effortlessly just tearing through food. Yeah, that's what it might do for you. Well, labor lifts. uh, Well, the uh, thing I was. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The uh, thing I was calling in for, uh, I've got some good news. I just finished my. personal trainer certification course all that's left is the uh big exam that i take at the end of the month oh so you have to like crush an apple with your biceps or something 
They don't do that. Yeah, that's actually part of the final test. <laughs> the final final test is crushing an apple in your hand. Bicep. Okay. Dude, Breaking walnuts in your hand. Walnuts in your hand, biceps. Yeah, apples in your biceps. Okay. Well, the last chapter of, uh, of the textbook for the test was about uh, sales methods, sales techniques. So I thought you guys might want to hear about their advice for yeah. selling personal trainer courses. Okay, this yeah. Is such a tough. This is such a tough thing uh, because I I did hire a personal trainer uh, a year or two ago, and we are friends. But at the same time, he wants my money. <laughs> like I know that he wants my money. That's why we're <laughs> friends. You know. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been a I've been a tutor uh, English teacher for a few years now, and it's always weird because you've got to get people to talk and people love to talk about their personal lives and it gets friendly, but, but yeah, you're there for a paycheck. It's a, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. So it's, it's it's not, there's no disrespect. Like I, I pay him, I pay him money because he's like the expert on it. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, I, I mean, I don't, why are you talking to me about this new movie that came out? You know, what's, what's your intentions here? So what's the, what what are the what do they recommend yeah, absolutely. for being friendly sa- for the time. But like the, what so what's the sales tactic tactics they recommend? Yeah, okay. So I I've got my notes. I've got the textbook here. So uh imagine you're at the gym, you're going to town on uh I don't know, the seated leg press or whatever. Uh so our first note, I'm supposed to roam the floor, which already sounds creepy enough. Yeah. Uh, clean equipment fix any busted equipment because uh free labor is just part of any gig right roam the floor is like a best buy thing or like um sun tv or hh greg they used to have salespeople. it just sounds like you know you can't be hanging out by the water cooler you got to be out there with the people to make those sales exactly you can't sit still they say you've got to you know be cleaning equipment fixing stuff up putting weights back on the rack and then, oh, okay, I notice you're getting uh, tired on the leg press over there. So I go up, and I'm supposed to offer you a, uh, a towel or a bottled water. I don't know where the towels or bottled waters are coming from, if I'm supposed to be buying them or if they're provided. Uh, Maybe I have a couple on you. Uh, so I, yeah, just always carry a stack of towels and bottled waters. You're at the gym, and some guy walks up and says, hey, here's a towel. One of my personal ones. I want to make sure you feel comfortable in this gym. <laughs> it sounds like you're trained. It sounds like they want you to be a concierge. <laughs> a butler. Hello. I see you're 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 getting a pump in before you act in a movie. Would you like a towel that's monogrammed with my initials? <laughs> right. I offer you your monogram towel. I introduce myself and I learn your name. A huge part they talk about learning your name. This sounds, I mean, this sounds Uh, like selling cell phone subscriptions. It's the same exact thing as working at a Verizon store so far. It does. It sounds just like that. I've got to be professional, pleasant, and they really emphasize non-threatening. Because as a trainer, you're supposed to be muscly and you got to try real hard not to be threatening. (laughs) Oh, no. That is a good point, though. You know, because if you're a if you're a muscular guy, okay, really strong, muscular dude, I'm immediately threatened by you. 
See, I work a different way. I would want to be put into a headlock where I can't get out until I say <laughs> uncle. And they're like, if you want to get as strong as me, you're going to have to train under me. That is a smooth thing. You should try that labor lift. You should just give it, a, give that a shot where you like go around the gym and you, you put people in holds and say, if you want to get out of this, I can show you how. <laughs> You know, you want to put this on people? <laughs> you want to put this hold on somebody? I'll show you how, you know. That's gotten a lot. That That's how you get yeah, a lot I'll done. I'll give that a shot, and then I'll call you guys after I get fired. <laughs> yeah, I had you- to crush an apple to get my certification. I'll crush your head like a grape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just an arm bar. Not, we're not saying like a choke hold or anything dangerous. No, no. It's a quick arm bar. You just sneak up on them, do a quick arm bar on them. So I can break this fucking thing, you know, and I can teach you how to break someone's arm too. So, so that whole part is just referred to as the initial contact. After that, I I'm baffled by this next part. I'm supposed to offer input, right? Demonstrate mm-hmm. value, uh, give you some advice, but I can't use any of these phrases. They've explicitly written them out. Uh, I can't say, may I make a suggestion? Can I recommend a better way to do that? Okay. Can I show you a different technique? Let me show you the right way. Can I help with that? Or what is your goal for the exercise? Can't say any this of is, those things, but I'm still supposed to give advice. This is sales. This is also basic sales. This is This is don't ask any questions they can say no to. Because that's all those questions, no is an option. You could just say, no, I don't need that, or no, thank you. And and that's what they... Is this, so this oh, is, shit, you're right. I hadn't realized those were all questions. <laughs> is this just like a generalized training? Like, is this, is this taking place at like a Planet Fitness or Snap? Or what is what is the... I, I Like, is this a generalized course, I guess? Yeah, this is just to get your certification. So they're okay. trying to give you advice that works if you're if you're working for a gym, if you're a private contractor or anything. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I go to the YMCA where they don't have trainers and it costs less because they can't pay trainers. And I like that. <laughs> that was one of the big that was one of the, well, uh, the I'm big... almost through their sales pitch but the last part is the most insane okay Let's go for it let's hear it right so the idea is i offer some advice ideally you let me hang out give you some advice on your uh your workout and then after the workout I'm supposed to get your contact information, right? At this point, there's nothing to tell you that I'm not hitting on you, right? <laughs> I'm supposed to get your email or your phone number or something like that and then send you a handwritten card thanking you oh, for I the like time that. we spent together at the gym <laughs> and finally telling you that I'm a fucking personal trainer and I have services to offer. Wow. If you don't respond, I wait a couple weeks, send another and if you still don't respond, I'm supposed to keep sending you information related to your goals every 30 days until I get the sale. I like wow. not being able to tell them you're a personal trainer, though, all the way until you send them a card that said, hey, you thought you made a friend at the gym? I was trying to make some money off you. Just a little <laughs> bit, though. Not a ton of money. 
Just a um, few bucks. We had the best time doing seated leg presses the other day at the gym. Well, surprise, I'm a professional. You thought I was a, just a <laughs> simple amateur gym goer like you. <laughs> <laughs> that is so yeah, fucking funny. Is, yeah, it seems I can like a see lot of uh, stream chat talking about how creepy that is. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah, man. I mean, this is restraining order type material here. It's, I think people would change their address, might move if if you sent something like that. It is weird to sneak an address. It's weird to get somebody's how do you address. Get their address. I don't have any idea how you would fit that in a conversation with somebody you just met at the gym. Like, oh my god, I just airdropped you the funniest meme. What's the passcode to your phone again? Yeah, Real quick, let me open it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna show it on your face. I'm just gonna do it on your face. Yeah, and I'm gonna share your your info with me real quick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know keep how open, I would keep ask. pumping away. Come on, don't stop. I'm trying to think of how I would ask somebody for their address the first time I met them. Hey, I mean, I'm trying to find out what kind of neighborhood you live in. What's your address? <laughs> yeah, it just says contact information generally, but then it says you're supposed to send them a handwritten card. So I think you're right. It's supposed to be like an address or something, which is weird as hell. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could get their phone number, but I swear to God, Labor Lifts, if you walked up to me in the gym and then got my phone number and then called me, I would hate you and I would change my number and curse you out. Yeah, like now I have to go get my fucking phone changed. <laughs> yeah, now I get this this weird guy that met uh, that I met in the gym is fucking making me get my phone number changed. He wouldn't ask me any no questions. I couldn't get out of the conversation. I couldn't get <laughs> <laughs> I tried to talk to him about Star Wars or literally like anything other than working out and he wouldn't budge. <laughs> well that but I also but I mean I so I guess this is the I man, I, I don't that's so hard to it, I guess I don't know what I I I'm I'm lost. I don't. I don't There's know no how to get way customers. To do this. this is just yeah. something you just can't even do this any right way. I know. I don't know how. I. I gotta say that. Like, I. I think like if you're at a gym, I don't know. It feels like it's like cold calling on the phone, but in real life, it's like if your doctor, if the, like I can't imagine if you had to get your doctor this way. You know, like, is this how we get our, our personal trainers? We do, we get our personal trainers by being in the gym and somebody sneakily selling us a package, you know, is that how that happens? That's your prey, man. You got to always be closing. Well, yeah. If anybody wants a personal trainer, I please, for God's sake, just go up to the desk at the gym and tell them you want a personal trainer instead of having them creep up on you like this. And See, that's what if you're listening to this now, uh, email the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Tell them their sales techniques are creepy as hell. That's what I'm thinking. I'm I like that's what I was that's that's kind of what I was getting at there is th- this idea of of like uh uh that it is a thing that has to be hustled. Because it feels like they're fucking telling you to hustle. That is what they're telling you to do. No, this is sales. This is just sales stuff. But you're doing it in person and you're manufacturing interactions. What kind of a person is good at this? Oh, my gosh. Exactly. If someone wants a personal trainer, they'll go to the fucking desk and ask. This is how to try and get someone who does not want your services. Yeah to wind up paying for them anyway. And this go yeah, and this goes back to what I've said too about like a lot of products that need to be sold aren't good. Now, I think you're probably a really good 
personal trainer, but if you have to go manufacture interactions and kind of shake people down and force them to do it, like, I mean, good for you because you'll be more successful, but that's not a, that's not an expectation that we can have from everybody. No. And it, and I do feel it is, it's an, you have to be able to have the money for it. And when you're ready for it, you'll do it. Most people, when they're working out, like Brian doesn't work out because he's too embarrassed. He, he thinks walking seven hours a day is funny. That's the only reason he does that exercise <laughs> is because it's funny first. <laughs> it's, it doesn't say he cares about his health. It circles the, the circles, the, it closes yeah, the boxes. Cl- and I like to look at the numbers. I like to see big numbers but in my I think steps. I follow like the gym fails account and people want to go to the gym and do whatever they want when they go there, whatever they thought they were going to do to make themselves better. There's not a lot of convincing them otherwise, but at the same time, I also know there's a lot, I mean, there's lots of people that have made, you know, careers off of doing this. So good luck trying to convince people to, to do that. It seems like such a personal thing to that's like. A bad, that's bad advice. I take my test on uh, January 30th. I mean, I think that this is like, but all the, so mo- the I'll most. I'll call you guys after that and let you know how it goes. The most successful I was with, with like sales and customer service and collecting is when I threw out the script. So I think for people that don't know this is a bad way to sell, then they're go- probably going to get fucked over. But for everybody else that this sets like red flags up. You'll find a way to get people into your trap and start paying you, you know, every month. Well, that's my hope, man. It's I just trap that people. I know this sales stuff is bullshit, and I've I've gotten some friends who were not into working out into it. I'm hoping I can coast by on uh, on that. Yeah, that's, that's enough. That is the if way to do enough, it. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling Labor Lifts. It's good to hear from you in the new year. Yeah, it was great talking with you guys. Uh, I'll I'll drop one thing, one more thing. Since uh, Brian's a nice guy, go ahead and Google uh, Karambit, K-A-R-A-M-B-I-T, uh, if you uh, want to get to the next level, a nice guy. Okay. Oh, I just did, and I love it. Yeah, they're great. I'm gonna have to get one of these. <laughs> I'm googling them. I'm, I'm on Amazon right now, just checking out a Karambit. Oh, they're only twelve ninety nine. Yeah, buy buy a locally sourced karambit. Be a global citizen. Okay, I will. I will. I'm looking into it. I want to get some throwing knives soon. But are uh, you gonna have a pouch for them on you? I'm gonna get a bandolier. Of all, how many knives? Like oh, bandolier of throwing knives. Yeah, like like a double. I'm gonna wear two bandoliers with two knives in each one. Just. Four like knives? Oh, yeah, you can't be a knife guy without a bandolier. But only four knives? Like, why not all the way up? I would take... Oh, I'm not going to be throwing knives at everything. It's really just going to be for, like, throwing I, some knives every now and then. I would say, like, you know, yeah, 12 rounds in a gun. You go one-to-one with them with knives, and then you carry that 13th, which you just, like, put right between their eyes. You're all laughing, but I'm going to get good at throwing knives, and you're going to be like, holy yeah. mackerel. This yeah. guy is good. I was, I mean, maybe some teenagers will really be impressed with you. I'm on knifedepot.com currently, just checking out throwing knives, but you know. I had tore up my mom's tree with fucking throwing knives. She's <laughs> like, Brett, they can get infected. Keep throwing that knife in there all day long, and there's like this just huge hole in the side of the tree. I have that wooden privacy fence that I could really fucking decimate. Just standing there saying, so 
fucking stupid and just every time you throw a knife at a fucking tree. <laughs> yeah, getting mad, throwing <laughs> knives. All right. Thanks for calling well, Labor List. Have a good night. I'm you too. Get high. Yeah. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. Don't I don't mean, creep up on people and sell stuff to them. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't I don't I'm not want to discount what he does. I mean, we there's a sale. I feel like there's a gamesmanship or a salesmanship times sometimes for me, too, where I'm like trying to be nice to somebody. But I could also see that they think I'm just doing this so that they keep subscribing to my show or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, my personal trainer, we we have conversation. I haven't I haven't paid him in a year. I won't do I don't want to go work out since COVID. Uh, but he was trying to get me to come back. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy right there. I well, like he it. told me he was one of my favorites. Or I was one of his favorites. He was like, Hey, we're going we're coming back to working out with uh, limited capacity, so I wanted to reach out to my favorite clients. <laughs> I was like, Okay. Okay. You said this is you sent this to everybody else. Yeah. Oh like my word. fucking player, you know. Yeah. I just found a a, a, a more of a uh kind of it attaches in the back and goes around the shoulders and the knives go like under your armpits. Oh, so you can do the Yeah. You I go just, across like right across the body? Yeah. It says LARP on it, but I mean <laughs> That's, that's what a, you're doing. That's, now. I was gonna say, that's actually probably an accurate representation of what I'm doing with the knives. Yeah. <laughs> I can take slow motion video of you in like a trench coat, like throwing them from your little holster at a tree or something. <laughs> I just know how much joy I've gotten out of this knife in just the, the two weeks I've had it. You know? Yeah. I feel like I need more. I want a switchblade. They're illegal, but I want one. You know what? The, I watched a pretty good kids movie today called Wolf Walkers. I recommend it's Cartoon Saloon. They did Secret of Kells and Song of the Sea. That only means something to certain parents. I didn't even know what yeah. those are. But uh, the bad guy is like this puritanical asshole that's trying to tame the forest by burning it down. He's got a sword. They fucking take the sword down. He's got his little dagger. Very end, he's got the boot knife. He reaches down for the boot knife for the one last strike. Yeah. Get a boot knife. I wish I wore, I don't wear my boots very much though, but maybe for that wedding, I'll get a boot knife and just kind of pull it out. Oh, no worry. I'll cut my own cake. Thank you. (laughs) And then pull a boot knife out from under your slacks. I'm already, I'm having a meltdown about this wedding I have to go to in June. Uh, uh, not only because of, you know, the COVID stuff, but because it's semi-formal and, uh, uh, oh, I said this to my wife today and I'm going to say this on the air. And I, I know every time I've ever dressed in a semi-formal or formal way, I have felt fat and ugly. And this time I'm spending some fucking money. I'm going to a tailor. I'm getting a vest. And a pair of nice jeans, and I'm wearing my jeans. boots. Yeah, you're. That's part of semi-formal is jeans. <sighs> I, I looked it up online. You can wear like if you wear good yeah, jeans, that's not, yeah, raw denim jeans. No. If, if you wear the real jeans, no. I thought you were gonna really look nice. I am. Jeans I'm gonna look nice. like a fu- all the nice. pictures I looked at for like the model of what I want to look like. The guy was holding a gun. <laughs> Seriously, I looked up vests and jeans in all the pictures. 
you know we're guys with you know, like you guns. You could TJ Maxx and get like a cummerbund or a vest and just wear it with your regular jeans. No. I'm going to get some fucking jeans really good looking nice. jeans. Jeans are never nice. Jeans. What kind of pants do you think I'm going to get? Thin ones. You got to let those thin ones. Those will look bad on nice me. people. When you when you have enough money that you don't have to walk through Bramble and you don't need durable <laughs> pants, that's when you show off. When your thighs are completely exposed to everyone around you, you're not amongst enemies anymore. You don't have to have a thick pair of denim to protect I would look your legs. So bad in dress pants, though. I would look incredibly bad. I want to look good, dude. You could do like you don't have to dress. You don't have to do like a matches all the same you could do like a blazer with a different color you could try to do some sartorialist type shit well i was if you're looking, trying to waste money i was looking into plaid or more plaid type pants tartan look up tartan tartan <laughs> yeah i was i'm trying to look good the listeners semi-formal means jeans and I'm going to get some fucking nice jeans and a vest i'm going to no. really my money's going to go on the vest and the shirt and a tie which i'll be wearing what about a jacket? I don't want to wear a jacket. Like a That's a vest. Again. You're back to a high school. Vest. Grown guys, men that wear watches wear have a fucking jacket on, bro. You got to cover those shoulders up. You got to have three June layers. 19th. Okay, get, get, um. It'd be hot. Get seersucker. You uh, you think I should get a seersucker suit? Go for it. Maybe I'll just get a zoot suit. See, seersucker with the hat, with the little <laughs> corny hat, the little short. The hat's the, the shallow hat. Yeah, the hat's going to be a problem. You have a little handkerchief that you can wipe the beads of sweat off the like temples of your eyes and everything. Yeah, the hat's going to be a big issue, I think. You have to get a Because I can't hat. wear a fedora. Formal hat. Um, Maybe I'll just get my head Kangle, backwards Kangle, man. That's the best hat. No, you can't. You're telling me I can't wear jeans. You can't wear a backwards kangle. With a suit, you can. Yeah, I guess. This is a suit hat. Now I'm going to be Googling fucking semi-formal hats. Yeah. This is the biggest issue I've come up with. You know, uh, I can't wear the Supreme hat. (laughs) I've worn fedoras, and a lot of people I'm around aren't on the internet, so they don't make fun of me for them. (laughs) That's true. You can't selfie. It'll be a no selfie day. But I wore one to the Kentucky Derby party, and people said I looked nice. Maybe you did. They were secretly you did look nice, though. <laughs> yeah. You did look nice. They didn't go on Facebook and make fun. <laughs> they don't make fun of fedoras on Facebook. No. No, people think they look good. <laughs> oh, I saw a guy in a non-baseball cap hat yesterday, and I, I stared at him for so long. Wait, like a dad hat? Like a, a- He was wearing a Gallagher-type hat. You know the comedian Gallagher? Where he wears like the hat with the little thing that's like puffy up on top. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh no! Like the the big pillow. The pillow, yes, with the little tufted pillow with the button on top. Yeah, and the little this guy, and it was it was satin. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Like I just wanted to. I stared at him. I really did stare until he was out of my sight. And and like I want like I. A, was walking with my wife and i was like i I was like what is he doing man what's going on in his head (laughs) like so like a mushmouth like which one from fat albert was that dumb donald (laughs) the one that goes over his eyes but one of the fat albert guys had the old hat like a 70s ass yes big flat hat yes well you know it's better than the norm I, I don't want to do baseball hats. I'm like I'm glad that it's cold because the baseball hat is too generic. Mine's mine are all nice. 
Mm. I got all nice baseball. Same hats. shapes though. Yeah. I like to switch the shape up. Actually, I have I, I was doing Abbott's Field flannel there for a while, and I think I'm back on new era. That's I'm I'm just strictly new era. All right. Does New Era make a hat that I can wear with a vest and a pair of jeans? Probably. I'm gonna wear a tech vest. So I'm, to a wedding? I'm gonna show up to a wedding in a tech vest. Well, people will think you're a millionaire at that point. <laughs> one more call or Yeah, we should take one more. All right, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, Ben, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. How are you guys doing? Well, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I'm worried about this hat situation, but that's not something you need to concern yourself with. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't really have any advice. My wife was kind of paying attention to your dilemma on Twitter when it happened a couple days ago, and she was really excited about it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have any advice. I think the Sear Sucker is probably your best bet. Good idea. Uh, I'm not. Because there's a hat built into uh, that one. They expect a goofy hat. I'm not wearing a seersucker hat, but uh, okay. Not a hat, just a suit. <laughs> or a suit. I'm not wearing a seersucker, but uh, what's going on, Ben? Yeah, so um, I wanted to call in because uh, I've got a stepdad story, and uh, it's actually his birthday today, so I figured what better time to call in and talk about him. Let's hear it. Yeah, we love stepdads. Is this butt rock yeah, related? Yeah. Well, I mean, Butt Rock is very no, stepdad. Not, not really. Yeah, I didn't actually like really grow up with him. My parents got divorced when I was in college, oh. so they got married like I don't know, sometime when I was in college. So okay, yeah, I don't like have too much real lived experience with him. But um, he wrote me like this crazy email a couple of years ago from like his personal work. Uh, letterhead, and uh, I kind of wanted to read it for you guys if you're interested in that. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. It sounds like it could replace Bean Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we didn't like really have too much experience together. He like married my mom pretty quick after they started dating, and I mean, he seemed like a pretty chill guy. Um, I would like go over and hang out with him every once in a while, but uh, out of the blue, I was getting ready to come over and visit them uh, for like spring break. And the week before he wrote me this email and it, like I said, it came from his like, he's an engineer and he's got like his own business. And it was like note to Ben and it's got like his business letterhead on it. Um, and yeah, so he just like decided to air like a bunch of grievances with me. Um, that <laughs> fucking were just, like, drinking, building up, and he just like drinking scotch at the office one night, and was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna tell him what I think." Yeah, he wanted to like lay down the law before I I strolled in uh, and like fucked up with his vibe. Um, so yeah, he he said hello, Ben. In in just a heads up, it's not like too long of a letter, uh, but. He said, hello, Ben, in light of you coming for another visit with us in Spokane, I'm writing this letter to say uh, some things that should have been said much earlier and to make some clarification. In the interest in peace, I have always suppressed engagement, in particular when it was the holidays. Many times I have held my tongue in the interest of peace. It sounds uh, like a kid years ago. Can I can I cut in here and say it, oh. it sounds like a letter yeah, yeah. you would write to a guy you want to duel with? <laughs> oh, in the interest of peace, my my good man. 
<laughs> I like it. Yeah, I think he was like definitely trying to like maintain some sense of uh, respectability with me. I'm not quite sure, but I think like the fact that he's trying to confront me about things that happened like two or three years previously uh, just like says a lot about like him just like storing this up until you know he was about to like blow a gasket. Right. He's like, I've been complaining um, to your mom to say this to you, but she won't. So now I've been forced to do this email. <laughs> yeah, you pissed him off. So at some point, you pissed him off so bad <laughs> that he, he held on to it. Like, if I, if I got this letter, I would know that this had been going on for a very long time. Two or three years, dude. There's nothing that my daughter can do to get me this fucked up over some dude that she's going to marry. <laughs> like, there's no, I'm not going to look like this. This is stepdad. I, this, this is, is sorry. His, yeah. His. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you can. You I mean, can go. It, it like blindsided me when I got it. Like, I, as far as I was concerned, before I got it, like, we were pretty chill. So to like get all of the, these like lists of complaints is pretty shocking to me. But uh, how, so, yeah. how old were you uh, when you got said, this? How old were you when you got this letter? Uh, so this was two years ago. So I was 30. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> this is a very a highly shit. unnecessary letter to 30 send. 30-year-olds know what's going on. <laughs> it's not like talking to a college kid like, I'm your new stepdad. This is what I think. <laughs> 30? Yeah, I don't need... I don't even live in the same city as him. Like I see him like maybe once or twice a year. So this isn't necessary. This is like, Hey, I only know we see a couple, t we see each other a couple times a year and it's all jovial and shit. But I want you to know there's a secret <laughs> hatred I have for you. That like, we're just not around enough for me to like, try to make you feel bad for who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know that, you know, I can't live another, however many days with you because you piss me off so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible yeah, so he says two or, two or three years ago you came to our house sat on my couch and complained about how bad capitalism is for our country oh okay uh, all the while oh yeah oh yeah he's a small business tyrant like he, i mean he's self-employed but like and like doesn't have any like employees under him but he's definitely about like the american dream right um, and like self-made man, um, I got, so I, all the while I'm supplementing your phone bill for three years. I, I like, I, I, I do like you sat on my fucking couch, this fucking 27 year old kid comes in my house and sits on my couch and bad mouths the world's greatest economic system. <laughs> I also yeah. Um, I just came in and like man spread it in his living room. Ideologically, <laughs> you did. You took a piss on my couch when you talked about capitalism in that way. I also I I actually have had a, somebody uh, in my new family uh, mention that my mom was paying for my cell phone bill. Which was not the case. My mom works for the cell phone company, so it would be very stupid to not have her have be on her bill yeah that's intelligent so I was doing capitalism you know yeah that's capitalism yeah i mean i was like i was living in north carolina at the time as a teacher and like making no money and my wife was like fresh out of law school so i mean it was just like a nice thing that my mom offered to do like i didn't it's like nothing. beg her to do it and i guess yeah it's nothing yeah, for it's a kid. Um, yeah, exactly. So. You're right. If my, my kid's trying to be a teacher. They're 20 fucking five years old. 
to 30 years old. Yeah, it's it's eighty dollars a month. I have I can do that for them, but you know, you know, I we, I guess I didn't think it through. Yeah, I guess the like fifty dollars a month for him was just like grinding his <laughs> teeth every time he'd look at his uh, like bank statements. Um. So yeah, uh, he said capitalism is what has made his company successful, along with everyone else's company in this country. No doubt about that. Um. <laughs> I never, well, I'll skip that. Okay. Um, all right. So in addition to this, you put some animated BS program on the TV that was F this and GD that and supposedly funny. Maybe we all have times that we use profanity, but considering it funny is not acceptable in my house. Whoa. Now we're too far gone. <laughs> F this and GD that. Hey, you know, you're watching these F this, F this and GD. Do you know what cartoon it was? I can't even think of one. Big that, mouth or something. Yeah. <laughs> F this and GD that. I, I actually think I remember it. I'm pretty sure it was the like Bill Burr cartoon that was on Netflix where <laughs> it was like him as a kid. Yeah. That does have F this and GD's that. <laughs> But that's old school, isn't that? Like the way they did it. Yeah, that that show is about like how the, this the person's 70s. experience growing up. He's <laughs> like, it, not in my. The, I do. You do not find curses funny in my home. They're Thank you. <laughs> They're necessary. They're necessary yeah. when we're really riled up about you know uh, communists. We can say the f word. But we do not laugh when we say the F word. When we're trying to stop the steal, yes. we use the F word. I would yes. say GD this dang steal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I guess I just like really drove it over the line for him that I was enjoying it. Um so yeah, then he lays out a list of expectations for me when I come into his house from here on out. Um <laughs> says number one do not ever put on any program uh set in or any tv program set in my house such as you have done ever whether i'm present or not except it's not acceptable <laughs> you expressed your disbelief in god at the time and this is oh. certainly you're right in my house you will leave if you are disrespectful jesus uh, christ i'm just gonna go ahead and get an yeah, extra yeah. jab at god there for all of us <laughs> listening um is your mom this way at all no, no, my mom's chill. Like we grew up like watching a lot of uh like I don't know, like rated R comedies. So F's and GDs. Um, yeah. Idea lot. Yeah, we said a lot of F and GDs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that it's just I think this is just feels like somebody that wants to control you. It well, feel, feel I mean it's just so paternalistic where it's like, oh no, I have a twenty seven year old son, what can I do? Belittle everything that they like and do. That's a good it's, start. Does he have other kids? Yeah, he's got um, a few other. He's got a lot of other kids, actually. Oh. Some of them are like a few years older than me. And then he's got like uh, a teenage kid who's like a junior in high school. I'll bet that teenage kid F's and GD's all the time, too. Just spends all of his time effing and oh, GD'ing. He's, he's a bad boy. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's a wild thing too it is like well uh that, that's what i've always thought about step parents anyway it's like how do you roll in and be like well i'm your dad now 
You know, I don't know how I would ever be able to. I couldn't. You can't say fart anymore in this house because I'm in charge. <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom if you want to fart. <laughs> yeah. I remember stepdad rolling into the, places. Turn on the water. Yeah. I, I'm in charge of the temperature in this house. Yeah, yeah. You, think you just have petty battles. There's nothing you can do to prove dominance besides make up things that ruin everybody's time. You're just like proving that you can be evil. Yeah, th- well, this guy is definitely... I mean, he just doesn't like it. Well, he's <laughs> offended, Sir, yes. I, I just think he doesn't like you. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, he hates That's everything fine. about you. Like, I really... I don't have, like, any interest in having, like, a close relationship with him as long as he, like, treats my mom right and, like, she's happy. Like, that's all I care about. So, I was like, you know, this is really just making things worse for my mom because, like, you're making it seem like I'm not welcome in the home, uh, which, like, she didn't even know. He, he like, sent this email. Oh, like, I knew I that. called her the next day, and I was like, you know he's... <laughs> I was like, do you know he sent this email? And I read it to her, and she was just like, holy shit, and, like, ripped him a new one. Oh no, you ruined his night again. Now he he was just sitting there. This kid, this fucking kid, but 30 years old. This fucking kid. He GD he watches cartoons with Fs and GDs in them. He talks about God. He hates capitalism. Now he's got the wife yelling at me. Cuz that's the worst thing you can do to yeah. a, to any dad is get the the wife yelling at him. That's the only thing I don't want to happen ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's only one last little section here. The last demand or expectation that he has of me. Um, he said, since I expect that we are polar opposite political positions, I agree with you that we should not discuss politics. This is advisable. To be clear, though, since you have vocalized your political position many times in my presence, keep your liberal underlined bullshit to yourself in my house at all times and in the future underlined whether i am present or not it is not welcome at all at any time and that is you heated that's what got him that's all it is is the the politics is what pissed him off i think the cartoon he was writing he needed meat on the bone you, you know what i'm saying like like he was writing this letter he wanted to have a nice list of things so we threw the cartoon in there and a few other things but your your uh the 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 politics stuff is what pissed him off that is exactly well, what got him going yeah, this is a yeah this is a coming out of the closet thing this is really like uh <laughs> oh, hey yeah. i i want everybody to know that uh, like i'm the hateful piece of shit that you've all been talking about out loud i'm one of them yeah i'm the proud conservative it's yes. just this is a a, a guy letting everybody know he's a conservative now because that in that's the worst ex- possible ways too. The, all the, the bad ways. ways yeah even it's like one thing to just be like i think that people are make you know believing in personal responsibility is something that is going to take away some people from us they're just going to believe it forever but once you start getting it is like limiting the way that people can talk or express themselves or what they can say like when you're a full censorship conservative like you are so fucking far gone yeah you're as far gone as you can possibly get and, if and you're mad about people saying the f word because most conservatives don't i no. mean the current crop of them definitely don't you know care and and it's just i mean the it 
he never had the guts to say anything in person. Nope. He spent, you know, the the however many hours that he hasn't seen you just in full stress mode, hardened heart, just like cussing and mad and and just I mean, when once you start getting like precious about the furniture in your house, like you've lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you won. This right, whole right. He thing, lost, yeah. he he totally lost. Oh. He was you, just like, I let someone in my house, and they said that America was bad, and I didn't do anything. I'm such a loser. I never stand up to anything. <laughs> this is just like Johnny DeLucy back in eighth grade. Right now, he's sitting there letting him. He's letting him do it's the steal. He's like, go ahead with the steal. I, I, there's no way I can stop this steal. Just go ahead. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna let the, I let the steal happen in my own damn home on my own damn couch. I, on my own D house. On my own D couch. <laughs> oh, well, that. Right, you're right. Like, the fact that, like, he can't uh, bring this up in front of me because the next time that I saw him, he, like, came to visit. He had, like, a job in Seattle and he, like, called up my brother and sister to see if they wanted to get dinner. And he invited me, and we hadn't talked, like, since then. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. So I went to this, like, Asian restaurant with him, and uh, I didn't say, like, a word to him the entire time. And as we were, like, walking out, I was like, hey, Mike, I need to talk to you. And I was like, we're not cool. Like, you were, like, way out of line with that email that you sent me. And, like, your temperament, like, makes me really concerned with, like, how you hold things in and like if you do that shit with my mom like we're gonna have a real issue and he was like he started crying and like apologizing to me wow (laughs) that's incredible this is the most incredible this is maybe my favorite call yeah right to him (laughs) hey i know you've been asking like acting like a big baby do you just want to cry about it You won this one. That was that was great. He, they deserved that. He should have. He should have yeah. felt that bad. I mean, I think that was an honest response. That's the, the, there's no blustering. You know, I don't want that. I don't. I I would rather not have it be a funny response. I'm glad that you you confronted them about it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're like pretty good now. Like, uh, kind of just like ended it there, and like I called him today and wished him a happy birthday but i was just like you know what i'm still gonna hold on to this and it seems like a good thing to call <laughs> on the street fight about yeah oh I'll, I'll, I'll make him uh, smells piss on this one yeah that was great that's thank, incredible. thank you yeah. so much we're gonna go to break that that that's a perfect way to yeah. go to break yeah, yeah have a good night you guys have a good one thanks oh i love that yeah that's wonderful i mean that's so tough and you know like this person just wants to they're like i just want to register that i'm you know who i am because he'd been this thing had been this guy's head was filled with this thing for every for days and days after the visit and then when he found out he was having another visit days and days before yeah before the new visit and he just couldn't like handle it you know <laughs> and he can't find the courage in person to say um i mean the thing about it is that all of this stuff is nothing to be mad about i, I think for a lot of conservative people they find ways to be upset like oh boys shouldn't be dressing as girls and it's like why not it's fun yeah like if you don't think that then you can just have fun Instead, instead of thinking nobody should be doing this, instead of thinking conservative thoughts of like, no one should say fuck, 
Instead of thinking that, you can just laugh at people saying fuck. Or you can like, Why even, would you go down that path? I mean, you can... <sighs> You can engage in the conversation because I, I I truly believe that the politics is what pissed this guy off. Like he just oh absolutely it, it just well he just wanted to be a Republican. He's probably he's reading online. He's charged up. You know, I mean, he wants to be he wants to live his politics. You know, yeah. and let people know where he stands. He wants to have the fight that he's having in his head all right. the time when he watches whatever YouTube videos or reads whatever websites he reads. He thought that when somebody came into his house and sat on the fucking couch and said, "I hate capitalism," that he would be able to be Ben Shapiro. Yes, yes, and, and he, but he really was just a coward. He's like, I can do. I you want another grilled cheese? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then sent an email two years later. Sent a fucking hateful email after two years of <laughs> internal fucking hatred. Well, let's go to break. That- All right, we're going to take a break uh, this week for the show's audio. What do we got? False Church. That's who it is. Uh, I didn't get a message on this one. Just somebody sent it in. Find them at falsechurch.bandcamp.com. We'll be back after the break. If you're in the queue, we'll get to you. Hang tight. We're Street Fight. Money!
The devil is a motherfucking liar. Back to Street Fight Radio. That was False Church out of Falls Church, Virginia. 
Oh, Spend that's some clever. Time there. I've seen some shows in Falls Church. Live All right. Uh, if you want to hear more of them, go to falsechurch.bandcamp.com. F A L S E church.com.bandcamp.com. Uh, if you have music that you want to play on Street Fight Radio, send us an email, streetfightradio at gmail.com. Send us a DM on any of the social media channels. We're at Street Fight WCRS on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. So if you've got a band and you want us to get them out there, we'll play your stuff. So thank you for that. That was uh, some wild shit. You know, more my style than others, but thanks for sending it in. Uh, also, we have available in the Street Fight store stickers, and I've got patches coming soon. If you're watching on the live stream, live stream right now, I'm holding it in the air. Uh, I just got the first run of Street Fight embroidered patches. Uh, that's the standard Anvil logo. We also have, which I haven't done the official announcement, but for this month, for January, we're doing a fundraiser. Uh, with Nate Bear, Nate Bear Art uh, on Instagram, and we're raising money for Gwarls. Uh, for the Gwarls is a black trans-led collective that curates parties uh, for money to help out trans people. So, for the Gwarls party is the place to check that out. But that's who we're splitting the money with. Nate came up with an amazing Street Fight logo, and it looks awesome. I can't wait to get them. So those are available at store.streetfightradio.com if you want to get in on that pre-order. How's it going? How's it going, Brian? You ready to take more calls? I'm good. Let's take some calls. I did want to say that um, the winter break for school, I went straight to uh, stay up till four, wake up at noon sleep schedule. And yeah. tomorrow I have to go back. Oh. And I don't want to. Yeah. Gwen doesn't go all Gwen doesn't go back tomorrow. She goes back Tuesday, but it's at home until next Monday. Okay. And uh yeah, you know, I don't have to get up with her, so <laughs> Yeah, I have to get up and do stuff and be actively involved. All right, That's next call. Tough. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hey there. It is uh, Danny from Brooklyn, New York. What's up? How's it going tonight? Oh, it is well. I am uh, doing some sewing currently, actually. I'm uh, doing some uh, bag making. Uh, I called in, I think I called like two weeks ago, something like that. Uh, here, you can even hear the sewing machine a little bit. You hear that? Oh, yeah. that's sewing. Yeah, we got some, we got we got stuff going on in the background over here. The rainy, dismal night, and normally I would be delivering through Uber, but I decided to just take the night off. Yeah, Smart just take man. the night off. Back when I was doing Lyft, I I it took a lot to get me to take the night off. But man, when I chose to take a night off, it felt so damn good. It's a good feeling, and uh, it's also. I mean, I don't know how. Um, quickly or not quickly but like how you check your finances and what have you but like i don't know for whatever reason like i, I feel like ned flanders like whenever the new year comes around i kind of just start to get on my taxes real quick and just kind of like take like a, a a sort of like 360 look at like what happened in the previous year and uh it was wild because i was doing uh caviar the other delivery service through most of the summer they got swallowed up by DoorDash, and then I started doing Uber Eats because 
It just felt better than DoorDash. And after I looked at all my finances, I made so much less on Uber Eats than I did on Caviar. Caviar was such a better company. I mean, they're a shitty company, but like I just made more money like with them overall. Yeah, there's um I mean that that's been the story of the the gig economy for years now is initially something happens you know that you can get food delivered, you can get a car delivered, you can get it and then there's all this money to be made and as it goes on they're like we have to pay people less to do this though. You know, they they're eventually they're like well we can't pay people, we can't maintain this boom period for very long and they end up just whittling away all of the benefits of, of working for them. Yeah, I think I, I'm kind of getting this feeling, um, especially with tech companies, but just sort of like the, uh, you know, little startups like that at writ large, that they're all just sort of this um, different version of movie pass. It's <laughs> not as extreme, not as boom and bust. It's just like, it's, it's very slow. And, uh, you know, happen, it happens over the course of, like, five years instead of, like, six months, which is what happened to their stock price and, like, everything they owned and everything. Um, I mean, definitely the case in the sense that they're just sort of bleeding money. I mean, Uber, very famously, uh, they have, like, billions of dollars of VC capital behind them. And it just sort of continues to kind of go down the, down the, down the, the pipes. You know, yeah, I think and, uh, Instacart. Yeah. <laughs> it, there was a a, a a recent article about Instacart that like they never make a profit or something. How which, could they not be making I, a profit now? I, I, yeah, and there's always some sort. I know that somebody <clears throat> is doing some scamming or, or or milking the system, but there there is you know the point. You can't make money. That's that's the point. And to be successful these days, if you on these apps, is not always just making money. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be extremely picky because some st- some stuff is just out of this world. Like, uh, I mean, Popeyes, God bless them. You know, I enjoy their sandwich. Uh, I uh, I accepted a, a delivery the other day for this lady, and she got like two meals, which is fine because honestly, the meals they're not that big. But she got two forty-four ounce things of high C or like some sort of soda, and it's just sort of like dude, I'm on a bike. I like that. That's 88 ounces of, of liquid. That's like almost, what is that? Like a, I don't know what a liter is over into ounces, but it's, <laughs> but it's a lot of liquid. And it's like, I can't, I, I can't carry it. I can't carry it. So I just, can't, I can't, I had to cancel that order. I was just sort of like, no, no, this can't go down. Like I will absolutely take the short or I'll take, I'll go an extra mile. If someone is ordering like a petite, just sort of like salad from some place because you can't you can't fuck up a salad. It's just, it, you can you can jumble that thing. You can literally toss it, and you're doing the customer a favor. Yeah, the the bike delivery is something they should definitely take into account. Like this cannot be. There's no way this order could be delivered on a bike. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's. I mean, and with Uber Eats, you just have to be super picky, super uh, take advantage of stuff like that. Uh, uh, I, I did have a a weird moment the other night where I mean it's not even that funny, but like I I I don't know if there are wing stops in Ohio. Yep. Uh, but there are in in New York, and I resented wing stop so much because they were always backed up and they had these weird 
big sweaty orders a lot of times with drinks and like two nights ago i was finally like you know what i'm gonna get some boneless wings from wingstop i went there got the food some of the best chicken wings i've ever had okay so good it was so so i mean like and i i'm not like a fast food person like I, I will totally cop to the amount of like fast casual that I eat, but I just don't usually eat a lot of things, uh, you know, beyond that. And I was like, this is this is re- this is really good. I can see why people order here all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's always a clusterfuck. Yeah. Chicken wings are probably one of the yeah, better is- orders for the apps because I don't know. It takes a lot more for those to go wrong than. Because, I mean, we breakfast, you never order breakfast on an app. Somebody ever. told me the other day they were ordering Bob Evans. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Who would ever throw hash browns in a fucking styrofoam box and have it driven over to them? Eggs AF. Ugh. I'm going to order. Uh, uh, there's a new eggs one in town. <laughs> yeah, there was another eggs one. I posted it the other day. I'll have to find it real quick. Are you going to a lot of ghost kitchens? Uh. Okay, so that so you're ta- a ghost kitchen is like where it's like not really a restaurant, right? No physical space. It's just a, a like a, a commercial kitchen that you pick food up from. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I honestly haven't. I I mean, because I, I I know what you're talking about. I've seen these sort of like uh, medium to mini sized food prep uh you know commercial kitchen spaces i've been inside them but like i mean now not really not in new york anyway i feel like uh it i think the people honestly if i were if i were to hazard a guess i would say a lot of the people who were kind of involved in that industry in new york have already like they're just in a weird pirate world where like they like what what they make and how they make stuff that doesn't even go on taxes that does that that warrants very little like whatever happened to them you know because if you if you had to use a commercial space it means you didn't necessarily have a, a really big you know retail space or anything like that and all the retail spaces you know they're just like they're just kind of clinging on for dear life doing their doing their thing and unless no i take that back unless you're one of those ridiculous uh outside stores I think you were guys were talking about that earlier. There's, Eggs there's the f out. So many mini cabins. Yes, yes. The no, there's like igloos. We're doing a lot uh, of igloos the, the... too. Oh, dude, we got we got them all here, baby. We got igloos. We got cabins. So much cellophane. Uh, you you know you got weird situations. Some of the weirdest backwards kind of restaurants have the nicest. Uh, take surprisingly enough like they will be the most uh inside again uh and then like all the nicer places um they're they're just sort of like doing their own thing they'll put a little bit uh yeah they'll put some nice siding on on the sort of open cabin situation and it's always strange because like i always just look at the dudes making the places because they're all just like kind of basic contractors yeah i just i can feel the, the sideways glances that they're giving where they're just sort of like 
hey, this is inside again. <laughs> but they're getting paid to, you know, they're getting paid yeah. to make these little cabins, so they're just doing it. You know? Yeah, I think that's more the more of what it is. Is like, I mean, I'm paid to do. It seems silly. Hey, hey, I didn't do this because like I'm the project manager. I did this because I'm paid to build a, a cabin in the bike lane right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, if I were, dude, if I was in my scam mode right now, I would absolutely. I would have my ear to the ground on plywood. Uh, <laughs> it's it, like wood is just expensive now in New York. You can't get as much plywood. Honestly, the year of 2020, that was plywood's year because first you had uh, people boarding up their stores because they were going out of business. And then other people boarded up their stores in the summer when they thought their dumb place was going to get busted into. And now they're making stuff. Out of that. It was, it was a plywood year. It was, yeah. it was a great year for plywood. Yeah. It's a great year for plywood and four lease signs and store closing signs. Like if yeah. you're, if you're selling store closing signs, you're just raking 20, in the cash. 2020 was a ramshackle year. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I walk down the street now and everything's either for lease for rent or going out of business. And then, you know, a new sign will be there eventually that'll go out of business. You know, I'm watching all these different types of places open up that should like, like salons. Hair salon is not something that you open right now. I, and I'm getting articles too from my like daily Columbus blogs where they're like, you know, they had a dream of opening a salon. So they decided to do it. And then you click on it and they just like, well, there's no, you know, we've been waiting for years to do this and we just thought we would do it now. And it's, it's like, you should adjust though. You should have waited. Yeah. You should have maybe waited to open your restaurant, your heavy breathing restaurant. Yeah. Your heavy breathing factory. <laughs> now, there's been some wild business openings here. Uh, the ones that have the big sign that are like, we're open. Like they, they have a yeah. kind of weird manic feel. Yes. And then the other ones are just sort of like, just clearly a, a some sort of front. Like, it, and it, it's like too obvious to a point. Like I always ride by this one place that is essentially a copycat of Canada goose, the very, very high end, like expensive, you know, uh, down jacket company. Um, and Come it's on. just this, you talking about called like goose country, something goose official oh. goose. Maybe it is goose country. I, it's like official goose something. And it's like, they're still charging $900, but they already have sales. And I'm like, I hope you're selling good drugs. This is just a little, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a, weird. there's a uh, row of clubs in Columbus, like nightclubs that is downtown where the real estate is a lot more fucking expensive and they're still open. And, and I, I walk by them every day and I know they're open. And then sometimes, you know, me and my wife take night walks. We go walking at night and there will be four people in these clubs, even before COVID and they're still fucking open. And, and I'm just like, how, how this is a front that those are fronts clubs are fronts almost exclusively <laughs> oh it's 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 very weird i mean the whole 
the whole rental thing here has been like completely out of whack. I, I mean, I have to get a new roommate in like the next couple of weeks I had. So, uh, which is a bummer. I mean, you hate it. It's a weird market for that right now. That was one thing I did want to mention to you guys though. That was absolutely fast. I mean, it was fascinating to me. Uh, there's a resource in New York where you can, uh, literally get your rental information on your apartment going all the way back to 1984. And I got the letter from this agency the other day and uh, the rent in my apartment in Bushwick, Brooklyn in 1984 was $324. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That sounds and, nice. Yeah. You can get a Chris yeah. pair of Levi's was, I mean, for $25 and, too back then. Well, that was, that was the even funnier part is that like, I looked at it and I was just sort of like, okay, Danny, this is okay. Whatever. 325, you know, it's like, that's, that you got to adjust for inflation. Well, the rent apparently at the apartment, it was, it's stabilized. So I, I, I do live in a rent stabilized apartment and it just sort of stayed that way. And this guy lived in my, in this apartment for 30 years. He lived here until 2016. Uh-huh. Uh, and then another guy moved in and, and I moved out shortly after. But when he either moved out or honestly probably died, uh, the rent in 2015 was $795. Wow. And I looked at an inflation cal- uh, calculator, $325 adjusted for 2020 inflation is about $795. So his rent stayed the same ostensibly for 30 years, which is just beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Mine goes up yeah, $50 I, a I year. I, <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, in New York, is it's goofy. So, like, I live in the stabilized apartment, like I said. So, I and I signed two-year leases, and every two years, it goes up, like, 2.5%. That's the legal, the legal amount that they can raise it. So, like, my rent, essentially... By the way, it doubled when he when he left. It went from eight hundred to sixteen hundred. Like so, immediately just jumped up. Of course, and uh, it it's gone from eight hundred or from sixteen hundred to sixteen thirty two, and now it's like sixteen seventy something like that. Which is still for a two bedroom in Bushwick, it's still pretty good uh, uh, overall. But like, yeah, it was. It, I mean, these resources are they're they're, they're pretty cool. I mean, I don't know how far reaching they are in like other municipalities and stuff. But if you live in New York, you should definitely, definitely look uh, into those kinds of things because some of some of the records, they go farther back than you expect. Yeah. That's interesting info- information to have too. I'd love to know what the people before me paid because well, my, my rent went way. Uh, uh, I mean, my neighborhood rent, was went way up over the years like before like i pay very little for where i live yeah it's been the same with housing stuff too because columbus has uh columbus has really skyrocketed over the last few years and that you know 20 years ago houses were you know one third of the cost of what they are now yeah i on i mean like the I mean, like I, I run a financial crime slash white collar crime podcast. So like I think about speculation and this kind of stuff a lot. And honestly, like 
that's that, that's the area of the country that I I just feel the worst for because it's entire it's it's super super speculative. You have people who are basically like we're deciding that Columbus, Ohio is the next big thing, you know, and it might be for other reasons, but a lot of it is kind of getting this sort of same shitty treatment that New York has got. I mean, we have it kind of in, on a whole different level because you have Saudi billionaires like buying, yeah. you know, the, 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 the penthouse floor at like 426, you know, Park Avenue. Uh, but like uh, out there, and it's just sort of this weird leachy mindset from real estate people where they're like, yes, I arbitrarily decide that a house in Columbus, Ohio now costs $300,000 instead of $200,000. Yeah. And and it's just kind of random and stupid. Well, when I lived in DC, I mean, on the Metro lines, there was a huge campaign for Columbus on there that was basically like, you know, move to Columbus. It's six hours away from DC and the houses, you know, are one third of the price, and 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 you're right. They, it is a lot of speculation about you know where we are, where we are geographically, and now that people can work remotely and over the internet, it, if you buy a house in a smaller place, your money goes farther, and people are paying less. You know, talking about the degradation of everything, you know, people used to get paid more money for the jobs they do, and now they don't. So. If they do it online, it's it's easier to live in a city like Columbus. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it, for everybody who doesn't qualify in those categories, that's still bizarre. Like, I always think about the federal minimum wage is always – that number always blows my mind because in New York City, it's 15. You know, that's what – I mean, and, and, and it's kind of expected. It's a big city. But you, you never I, – I just always wonder just like, man, that is so fucked up and weird that it could actually be as low as like whatever – like seven eighty or $8 an hour. Like what a fucking that, – that's awful. You yeah. Know? That's a crime against humanity. Yeah, they would probably, you know, raise it in, in New York and D.C. and stuff to a normal way, rate if it wasn't seven twenty five or $8 here. They can say, you know, would you rather live in Ohio where it's eight dollars an hour? Fifteen is great, but you know, our money goes so much further than New York money. But yeah, for what? Mean, yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a weird back and it's a weird back and forth. I mean, like if you and all, yeah, I I would definitely agree to that for sure. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, we we got a few more to get to. Uh, that was interesting. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody needs a room in Bushwick, hit up me, Danny Feltz, at, uh, at Danny Feltz on Instagram. So All right. Need a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We somebody move in. Somebody normal yeah. move in. Yeah. Normal as in street fight normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Peace. Yeah. Danny Feltz. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, I'd like a street fight roommate, you know? Sure. Well, I have one. Yeah, but you could have more. Yeah, yeah, four Always or five of them. Make a little, make a little more money. Rent that room out when Gwen's gone. No, oh, I was gonna say that's my room. That that extra room. Oh, you really? Know? No, we're moving. Like your when Gwen's room? gone to a two bedroom. You're gonna get out of here. Cut it down. We're downgraders, man. We're trying to pay less rent. We do a different part of town. 
pay less rent, be nice. All right. Living living large. You want to pay less rent? I do. I do. But if you can afford this much rent with less rooms, you get more. And well, that might be something we consider. I mean, you know my wife. I you know, I I don't I'm not going to be the one picking this thing. Okay. You know? Okay. Fair. All right, last call. All right, let's do it. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, is this me? This is you. What's up? Hey, uh, John Deere from uh, right around where the uh, LSD kids are from. Ah, okay. Nice. Well, what's going on tonight? Uh, Not much. I got a small business tyrant story. Go for it. Let's hear it. Um, so, uh, this guy, he was kind of, a, I don't know, he, he was like, um, kind of would put like entrepreneur in his bio. Ah. <laughs> and he, uh, he did a bunch of these like, you know, color run things and all that kind of weird stuff, like saying he's raising money for charity and. Oh no! Some of the charities never really got their money, but uh, <laughs> I I want to say this: you are. I'm serious about this. I think you might at least be the third caller that's worked for an entrepreneur that does fun runs. So it's like that whole field <laughs> seems like some <laughs> some real scumbags run those companies. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, he's not not the nicest guy. But uh, he, um, all those, all those went away, <laughs> and he blamed it on some like uh, terrorist attacks or something. I don't remember what he was talking about. But oh, really? Uh, so the fun run stopped because yeah. of terrorism? He said. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things he blamed it on. Uh, but he started a uh, a roofing company. And I started working for him, uh, for his roofing company. And I, uh, I just started as a parts runner, basically just picking stuff up and running into jobs. And, you know, it was, it's pretty chill. I'm just driving around in a truck all day, tossing a couple bundles of shingles to the crews when they need them. But, uh, I have a lot of experience kind of doing construction and stuff and he was like oh you know we got some repair guys but when you can uh get some repairs under your belt you know we'll start paying you more and you know giving you you know we'll give you a raise and you know we'll start paying you even more for uh for the repairs that you do so i started going out on some repairs and helping some of the guys because some of the uh project managers they had didn't really know about roofing they just uh, spoke Spanish because that's all basically what the crew spoke. And uh, so I started helping out and then it was slow in the winter, but I'm still doing repairs. And I was telling them like, hey, you know, you said when I start doing this, I'm going to get a raise. You know, I've been doing this for like a month. Can we get that raise? And he just straight up laughed in my face. <laughs> said, no way. <laughs> no fucking way roofing is not <laughs> what i thought it was cool he, your heels buckaroo. He, he probably would you i'll bet you he thought roofing was like a really stable 
thing to get into after doing the fun run stuff. The fun run stuff freaked him out a little bit. He's like, maybe I'm not a promoter. Uh, I'll go into a business that's easier, a fun run business. I'll go into a fun run business or a roofing business. You know, I see plenty of roofing trucks all over town. It must be profitable. Oh, yeah. He uh, um, he was always talking about how, like, all the roofing things that, like, the the people who sold the roofing materials, they have these things. They'd be like, oh, yeah, there's always roofs that need to be replaced and stuff like that. He'd always talk about that. Right, but people people don't here here's the problem with that logic. People also don't like getting their roofs replaced. <laughs> like people don't like to spend the money to get the roof replaced. So yes, many people need their roof replaced, much like I need new tires on my car. Like I really need new tires on my car. I don't want to spend the money to get new tires on my car. So the tire companies are not making anything off of my need for tires on my car, you know? And it's the, I, I have to imagine that it's the same thing for like any kind of home contracting work, you know? Like, yes, fucking, there are tons of, there, yeah, there are fucking tons of people that need new gutters on their fucking house, but those fucking people don't want to pay to get new gutters on their house. And it's the same thing with roofs. It's not like a bulletproof business plan, you know? I mean, yeah, they, um, so the other thing he would do is he was talking about, you'd always talk about the whatever, like business option entrepreneur book he was reading at the time and uh like he would bring us in have these meetings and talk about like you know like i was reading this thing it's not you don't need to uh pay your employees more you just need to have them have like more uh perks and certain things and he was saying something like uh so it called some like hygiene principles or something but i was like i'm not making enough money to where the other stuff is better hey i'd like more money at this point hey i was reading that you don't feel like you need more money you would like a pool table at the office yeah i would say what a fucking fool you're not supposed to say that to the people (laughs) like when you and your managers read your books that say you don't have to pay them anything you can just do a pizza party instead you don't say that out loud they should maybe make a note in those books though yeah. Like, don't tell them. Yeah. This. In case you were thinking about sharing with, in case you were thinking about telling them that they don't really want money, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this guy's great. I, I like, I, I, I mean, laughing at you when you ask for a raise and then saying you don't need money is ultimate, like, hubris, you know? Did you leave him fucked yeah. when, when you quit? Oh, yeah. I, uh, basically that day, um, I came home, told my wife, I probably applied for 10 jobs that night and got several interviews. Now I work for the, the parks department here. So, oh, that's chill. Yeah. They're not going to go out of business. No, (laughs) that's an upgrade. Have you kept up to what this guy's up to? to Everyone. (laughs) If you can get on a parks department job, get a parks department job. 
I've heard that actually. I I I know that like I knew a couple guys that were trying to get on at the parks department because they said sometimes you get to just sleep at the park in your in your truck, you know. And those people probably didn't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, probably not. Because they're just cable guys thinking like, well, the grass Dreaming. is always greener on the other side. It's like, buddy, we can sleep in our trucks at this job. Yeah, some of us are actually sleep, sleeping at this very job. Yeah. About. You need the courage to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I slept in my, I slept on my goddamn couch when I was a cable guy. I just go home and take a nap. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not like a great long haul worker. Maybe that's why, like, I have to do the hour and a half, three hours, four hour bursts because I spent so many years taking naps while I was at work. I just, I need, I need them. I need the nap. Yeah. You know? You're just accustomed to them. Well, uh, uh, that's very good. Fuck, fuck that guy. I, I say. Yeah, he kind of sucks. Yeah. Congratulations on moving on. Thanks for calling in. All right, thank you. I love everything about you. All right. Well, that's the show. That's Street Fighter Radio. Oh, get home a little early tonight. Yeah. Get, get a get a Reno. Go to bed. We'll probably have a guest next week. You We're think? Working, yeah. The Shock Jock stream worked pretty well, and now we can do call-ins with a guest like a virtual guest yeah we're gonna get guests back in the call-in show we're gonna get new blood answering phone calls and yeah. uh to see what all y'all have to say about us yeah things all right well have a good night everybody yeah thanks for listening to street fight radio please if you want the show to continue uh buy stuff at store.streetfightradio.com we've got stickers we've got magnets we've got embroidered patches we've got t-shirts we've got all your heart's desire other than that, if you want to watch bonus content from us, that's available at patreon.com slash Radio. where if you sign up today for just $5, and you don't even get charged until the 1st. Like, if you sign up today, you're not going to ch- get charged until February 1st. And for $5, you get access to Holy Boys, to March Madness, to Teen Fight Radio, to Shocktober, to all of that. Uh, Buttfest. Buttfest, too. Buttfest yeah. is happening and coming soon. Get motivated with uh, me and Brett. We're gonna look into some motivational speakers. I'm change Brian's mind, and then the I think next Brian just hasn't read the right stuff, and I want him to get motivated and and you know get on this get a, awaken the giant within, like I have. And I just decided this this week, but the uh, probably chances are the one after this, after get motivated, Brett. Pete O'Brien Unleashed. Okay. I am going to do a show about real sex, taxi cab confessions, red shoe diaries, and I, all of that stuff. I cannot imagine you. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to do that and not talk about your own dick? Pete O'Brien Unleashed. You're going to talk about your own dick. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. What you done with it? I know that. I know. I know for a fact. That I will have Jamie Peck as a guest. She wants to come on and okay. talk about real sex. And uh, I have multiple people saying they'll come on and talk about real sex. So they'll talk about the sex and you'll just. I'll just be like, oh, those penis puppets were. Wa-. I mean, I posted. So what happened was somebody was like, uh, uh, said something about real sex. And I was like, 
I'm like tempted to do a mini series on HBO's Real Sex because that was like such a formative thing for me. Oh, it's huge. Even when I was those a kid. free weekends. Wasn't yeah. those free weekends on HBO on the cable and you you would just stay up till one in the morning to watch Real Sex. Searching through the searching through the TV guide for when Real Sex was going to be on or when Taxi Cab Confessions was going to be on and then always being let down by what it ended up being. Well, not <laughs> let down, but you're just I I guess cuz I was a kid at the time Sex is way more grisly and gross, and the people involved are not, like, ideal people. That's why I think I liked about the most about Real Sex and Tactics Cab Confessions. It wasn't, like, models. Yeah, no, it was just regular-ass motherfuckers saying gross shit. Stretch marks, blemishes, fucking psoriasis, all of it. Saying the grossest stuff, too. Or, like, puppetry of the penis was was one, and it was just, like... penis puppets. Yeah, I'm gonna do... I'm gonna gonna do a hamburger, I'll do... Switch that into a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Then we're going to do a bat wing from there. I posted about it, Brett. And the response I got about saying, I'm tempted to do a mini series about real sex. The response I got was like nothing short of like, you have to do a mini series about real sex. I mean, I love real sex because I think it opened me up to like anything goes. I think it was like a freeing experience to just say, do whatever you like that makes you come. No, everybody. Some people get like uh, vacuum packed into fucking latex. Yeah. And that's what they do. And that's great. Like, it's it's awesome that everybody gets to fuck around like this. Dude, it made me think that every adult was doing stuff like that. Yeah, that happened. Like it pony parties with like, you know, butt plugs that have horse tails on them and shit. Yeah, it really did around the backyard. It was just like, what is my thing going to be when I'm an adult? What <laughs> you felt anxious? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I felt confident. I'm like, what is going to be my sexual kink? What is this going to be? When I, be- I was talking Cause we were talking about like kids and growing up and how, when I was 18, like I bought erotic dice like, yeah. I just thought that was like, you're grown now. Like, you make sexual decisions, and sometimes you just got to roll some dice to figure out what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, there was this pressure. And then, like, when you get to this age, it's just like, I mean, the regular old sex is just great. <laughs> it works fine. <laughs> make it fast and make it fun, and then we're done. And then I'm, <laughs> that's all I need. I've had a long ass day. Yeah. But when you're younger, you do have like a very big. Uh, there's a lot of anxiety that you build up about it and what's coming and who you're going to be. And like, you have to feel like you have to pick a persona sexually. Am I going to be a, a, a pony person? Yeah. Am I going to do puppetry of the penis? Am I the latex thing? Somebody sent me a picture of the latex thing where a guy, the oh. guy's just laying like straight down and they're getting, they're just with pinned a, down a straw on with mouth. a straw. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, the, I remember there was like, it, it looks like, what is I don't even looks know. It's like what, a big condom to me. Yeah, but it's, it's like square. S- screen printing. I don't know. It's it's two big large latex like canvases yeah. that you get smashed into. Then they put, hook an air compressor into it, sucks all the air out, and you're just breathing through a straw. And someone's rubbing on your wiener and then closing the straw off? No, I don't think they touch your wiener. Well, that's part of it too, yeah. Yeah. I mean, advanced stuff. That's what I was. Well, that's the, I guess that's what I was interested in. Well, that's what bothered me too was like, like sometimes they'd be like, they don't even touch your wiener. And I'm like, what are you even doing then? Right. You know, I, I didn't, you know, like I said, I, I was, I just, it, that, those shows made me think that like that kind of sex was 
something that just happens to you. The same way people tell you uh, you're going to have a kid and you're not going to think all your shenanigans were so cool. You know what I mean? Which didn't happen with me either. But like, I always believed that was going to happen. Like, you know, my parents were like, you're going to ground your kid when you, when you get older, you don't understand it. Now. I thought that that was something like that. It was HBO was telling me that when I get older, I was going to dress like an adult baby and sit in a playpen. You know what I mean? Or, or just, there was going to be something. And, and it's a thing that happens when you become an adult and you've had sex. I probably thought, well, once you've had sex 100 times, then it gets boring and you right. start <laughs> to do different stuff. So yeah, that's going to be a cool mini series. Uh, I, I, uh, I, it'll be after get motivated, but get motivated is for people that like the idea of me listening to things I don't like. This is worse than the shock jocks. This is yeah. actually for me. We're going to do self-help. We're going to get you to listen to Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Which I've read. Also, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which I've read. Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, which I've read. So, yeah. I, we, I was thinking also, update, we can do the uh, four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss, maybe. Okay. You also mentioned Gary V, possibly. Well, Gary V, because my daughter knows who Gary V is. I thought it would be interesting to talk about it because, I mean, he very obviously has to be the, the biggest guy now. If if 16-year-olds know him. Right. He's got to be the biggest guy out there. Sure. Now. She yeah. said guy, kids at her school, boys at her school are very into Gary Vee. They're like, trying to flip baseball cards to make money. <laughs> to get, yeah. So, like yeah, Gary yeah. And, and I'm going to listen to the books. I'm going to look for, for them speaking and, and try to find some YouTube clips. But, uh, and Brett loves these guys i do get a, i do love i, I want to revisit a lot of this um i i'm preemptively though i'm mad about how you're gonna like sour this whole thing for me oh that's my job i think i think i just i said this to katie yesterday where we we're talking about the upcoming mini series and i said you know the get motivated one is gonna be miserable to me and she's like why and i was like because i don't like being motivated i don't want somebody to tell me that it's my fault that things aren't going well for me <laughs> or like just even just or somebody just being relentlessly positive. Or someone tell you that you're in charge of your own life. I think it's just being relentlessly positive bugs the fuck out that's of me. That's not what it always is. But that's what it, that's in my mind. See, then if it's not that, then that's not going to be a issue. That'll be something that we discuss on sure. the show. Right. But like, in my mind, it's these guys that are like super positive guys who are like, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. And, you know, if you just have the right mental space, then, you know, and all this stuff. Right. And like, I don't like that for some reason. Like, I just, I've always just been a guy that's just like, I don't know. I, I, you know, I read a lot of theory back when I was in college and I liked it because it was telling me why I was miserable. (laughs) You're out of your control. There's nothing you can do. The world is orchestrated in a way that will make you feel bad. Yeah. I enjoyed that. 
but I, I just have, I've never, and maybe I will like this. I'm a very, I'm open-minded anytime I go into one of these things, you know, if anybody that listened to Holy Boys knows that like, I was very open-minded with the mega pastors. I, 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 Carl Lentz almost turned me into a Christian. So who knows? I try to be very Supreme or what? No, the way he talked, he was on Charlemagne. And I listened to this interview with him on Charlemagne and the stuff he was saying was like some of the things that I think about as the reason I have anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like the way he was talking about, like, you're borrowing problems from the future. You're worried about things that haven't happened that may never happen. You know, it's the stuff my therapist talks to me about. And I was vulnerable when I was listening to it. And I was just kind of sitting there like, he's fucking right, man. I'm not thinking right. I'm I'm way off. And then Christ will straighten that up. Yeah. Well, what would happen was then they would bring up Jesus and I'd be like, okay, well, I, I just can't, I can't do Jesus. I can't, I can't do ghosts. I can't do Jesus. I can't do demons. You know, so like, give me that old good old theory that makes me feel bad. Yeah, I like things that make me feel bad, and gun movies, movies with guns. <laughs> okay, those are the things I like. Gun movies make you feel good. They do. Oh God, I'm gonna go home else. and watch The Mandalorian when I leave, and I'm just gonna be miserable. See, they do guns in there. Yeah, they have little blasters. Pew pew. And here's the thing about The Mandalorian: I don't like it. I'm going to go home and fucking watch it and you, and it's going to make me feel bad. And and but I'm going to watch every minute of it. Episodes of this have you watched? I've watched 9 episodes okay. of it okay. so far. <laughs> I've only spent 9 hours with it. Not too much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been talking. I was, I was, you know, the Trump tweet about Diet Coke. I brought this up mm-hmm. to you on New Year's Eve. The the who cares? I'll still drink that garbage anyway. Yes. That's how I feel about this WandaVision show that's coming on uh, Disney Plus because I will, I'm going to watch it all. And I don't think I, I find the Scarlet Witch and Vision to be the least interesting characters in the Marvel movies. <laughs> and it's a show all about them. And I'm just like, I got to fucking see it, man. I don't know. Yeah, this is that is one of those moments where like comic book geeks on forums created enough of a spark to convince them to waste money on that. Yeah. Uh but I don't know if that came through in the movies that they were the likable or worthy of a show. Yeah. Well, and, and especially this weird 1950s twist on it or whatever that yeah. is. That's just so not necessary. Yeah, it seems very not for me. And I'll just watch the whole thing. Yeah, I can't just, imagine liking it. It's the same thing I did with Sons of Anarchy. I've explained this about Sons of Anarchy. I I watched it, and I liked it for two seasons. It went on for, I think, another five. But I felt like I had watched two seasons. And that I had to see it through till I got to sure. five. Yeah. <laughs> or till I got to the seventh season. Your I TV just, you're honorable. I mean, you followed all the way through. I mean, if someone takes you on a ride, you go to the end. But I hate I, it. I give up. I give up. I, I will watch 20 minutes of a show and be like, this is never going to be for me. And anybody that likes it, I'm going to oppress them. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just, I, I just, things, I think like it, 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 to bring it back to the motivation thing, I just, I am like a negative person 
which isn't the best thing, the best personality trait, but no, I'm the type of person. No, no, I'm just saying I'm the type of person that would rather feel bad than motivate what I consider motivated. I do consider myself a semi-motivated guy. I mean, we built this thing. You know what I mean? Not through motivation, though. Well, no, not through motivation, but it, it took work. I had to do stuff yeah, that's not to the get same. here. I mean, complaining about your success is not the same as being motivated. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying that, like, I'm not saying the complaining about the success. I'm saying that, like, it, it, be, it, it, if it could be considered a success, it's because I was motivated to make it a success. Like, yeah, I did a lot a of stuff of, that was so far out of my comfort zone to get to where we are. Yeah, but I mean, as far as a matter of attitude goes, they're saying you can enjoy yourself along the way and you're resisting. Yeah. You're resistant to the idea that you can enjoy yourself and be proud. Like That's true. Yeah. You're right. That's a different type of motivation. I agree. I I agree with you. Let's. Uh, we'll I mean, but in. I agree. But I also think like I've listened to a lot of motivational stuff, and I also actually feel the same way. I feel guilty that I like when we were talking to labor lifts earlier tonight to use sales tactics against people that are angry at the government or whatever it would may be. Like my motivation is to consider more of them to to do a monthly subscription. Like I, like that's where all of my motivations rely for my job or what I do, what I'm best at. Like I, I want to do the show and make it the best, but there's also this business aspect of life yeah. that really spoils all the fun. Yeah. I mean, the, th the thing about it though, is that like, there are probably steps we could take to have made this thing a more mainstream sort of thing. I don't know if we get where we are, if we do that, Sure, but there are steps that, that like, you can say that like the business, the business part of it is a drag, but like, I also think that like keeping, I, there is a certain amount of like, like you admire like punk artists that made their living doing their music and didn't really sell out. MF doom. That's why he's a hero forever. Yeah. I admire anybody who did. And my goal is to not sell out, to not, but be doing be, things that aren't creative specifically for money. But I don't think that a motivation isn't about that. Like I don't I don't think that it means that you have to to sell out. It means that you should live your own life and not feel bad. Like I yeah. think that most of the motivational stuff is never feel bad. Yeah. And I have these okay. like niggling thoughts in the back of my mind that make me feel bad about who I am. Yeah. And like the motivational rhetoric is something that just says keep going. Yeah, You know, like I feel bad because I'm trying to make, you know, $12,000 a month from Patreon, pay for you, pay for me, pay for Jacob's life, pay for Jason, pay for all the people that do all this stuff. Like I, I feel bad about it. Like it makes me stressed at the end of the day, but I think the motivation should be that that's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's yeah. a good problem to have like, you know, 3000 people that want to support what we do yeah you know? that's a really great problem i just found out before but also, we go but when you're there it is it's like you really just there needs to be a moment to feel bad because you always there's just you have to feel bad yeah for me it for me feeling bad is like just you got to flip that to yeah the 49 percent of the time i agree i agree i i know i know what feeling you're bad should be 49 percent of the time yeah yeah yeah, it's I love feeling bad it's just or maybe i'm I just used to feeling bad yeah yeah you shouldn't yeah. It's not helping you. Uh, I know, man. Trust me.
All right, that's the show. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Street Fight. We're going to get motivated. Peace. Ah!